Last time on the War for the Crown, last week, where did we start last week? Uh, snack fat. Snack. Snack. That's right. I'm I knew. Sure I knew it was. The session uh, was just the snake. Yeah, it was. It, it was a lot of ado about a snake, which, to be fair, was a snake that had killed somebody that you needed for engineering reasons previously. But uh, and they killed somebody and, else before we got there. Yeah. Yeah, and another half of a person on top of that. But dealing with that snake was actually the majority of our last week's adventure. Coming back down from Dame Crabs. You had stopped by to talk to the archbanker, Lady Peril, who told you she couldn't get in, tack, in contact with a couple acolytes that were on their pilgrimage down to the canyon, where previously, said Snake, had eaten the foreman of one of the construction crews Baron O'Kara had sent over to help you rebuild stockies. We made your way back there, and we started off last week's session with this giant snake confrontation, which Nell was very determined to handle that animal. Which I guess he did technically do. <laughs> technically? Like, I can't. He handled it in a manner. He got handled by that. I'm a man handled that snake. Okay? I can't solidly say that he did not successfully handle that animal. He did not use the skill titled handle animal as I believe he had once intended, but you handled it in a way. The, I mean, the when your animal starts of, biting you, you have to The tactical decisions firm. of fearing. And then immediately stopping the snake so it continues to attack you anyway, <laughs> notwithstanding. You did slay the beast. This large alchemical creation that was clearly not born of the natural course of nature. And then proceeded to spend the better part of a day trying to figure out what exactly to do with it. Because you had a lot of options and a lot of ideas. And when life gives you a... 12 foot long snake with not just gold colored scales but actual literal gold ore growing out of the thing you have so many different things that you could possibly do with it I believe the end result was taxidermy face throw rest of the body in barn and tell figure out what to do with it in the carriage house. Carriage house, please. Which is like a barn, but with a garage attached to it for the horse car. It's the same. It's still mostly a barn. But you guys made your way up to Lothidar with one of the surviving Abadar and Acolytes from the pilgrimage, and unfortunately one that did not make it through their encounter with the snake. To which Lady Peril and the surviving Acolyte, uh, Acolyte Mize, decided to give you quite a generous offer to help kickstart Stockies, and that is to build a chapel of Abadar in the town on their dollar. You will have to lift not a finger, nor spend a single gold piece to bring this building into existence, nor do you have to worry about staffing it, as Acolyte Mize, soon to be Cleric Mize, has very solidly set his heart on this task. He believes it now to be his calling. So you're going to have, in addition to a mill that functions and roads that you can bring a carriage on without destroying it, a chapel. And Admittedly, a cleric. Maybe... And a cleric. And a cleric. Maybe not to the god that most of the good people of Stockies would choose to worship, but a chapel nonetheless. Hey, Running water? Around. Not quite we'll there yet, but we're, we're getting some stuff. We're getting some stuff going. We're, we're, it's, 
tackle the problems one at a time. And speaking of problems, Baron O'Kara arrived to come see what you had been doing with the your couple weeks, how you were settling in as the Tribune, as he is, of course, pretty much your direct supervisor, Dara, as he is your Baron. Stockies your boss. Is, is in his barony. You do report directly to him and beyond him to Count Bartleby Lothied. He came in with some concerns about your interactions with the Beggarwood bandits that had arrived a week or two prior, and the fact that they are, in fact, Beggarwood bandits, and that offering to hire them is maybe, from a legal standpoint, not the thing you should have been doing. But you settled his concerns on that well enough, understanding the situation you promised to cause no trouble. And then, as the night went on, and your entertainment went into the evening, and copious amounts of alcohol went into Baron O'Kara's mouth, and probably most of your mouths, the talk turned to politics. And he, a supporter of the imperialists and Maxlar Pytherius, of which you are very much most decidedly not that thing, ended up kind of discussing your views. We got introduced to a new role set, it took a whole lot of setup, but I think now that we've run it once, it should go significantly faster in the future. And at the end of all of that, you realize that your good buddy the Baron isn't really married to his outlook. And he kind of just parrots what the Count says, because it sounded right enough to him. And until you guys, no one had come along and really challenged that view. Because it seems to be where most of the nobles sit in the county, seeing as they like being nobles in the county. Just agree with whatever the count says. Seems to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good thing to go along with. But we cut it off pretty much right there. Actually, right after the end of the introduction to the verbal duel rules with Baron Akira. Late in the evening, and I believe without much more to do other than to head to bed for the night. Or is there anything anybody else wanted out of the rest of that evening? Because he will be leaving in the morning. I'd like to stay up a couple hours and copy a spell out of Baylor's book. Okay. You can absolutely do that. Now that you are back home at your uh, at the Betany estate, now your estate. Well, I guess it's technically the Rostam estate now. It, it's not definitely not legally the Betany estate anymore. You actually have the only... Mostly forged documents to make it the Rostam estate at this point, thanks to uh, Lady Martella. It, is it really a forged document? Like, yes. The, <laughs> but, but, like, is the information on it incorrect, or is the document as a whole forged? Okay, I see what you mean. I'm mm -hmm. not positive that there's a strong legal distinction between those two options. Well, it's like if you go to a DMV with a fake birth certificate and social security card and they don't catch it and they issue you a driver's license, that driver's license is a real driver's license. There's nothing That's about fair. it. Okay, I see, what you, I see what you're saying, yeah. that I, I see what you're, what you're saying, and it is more or less that. It is the, the title and the inheritance 
that she saddled you with. And Lady Martella is quite good at this and has both Princess Eutropia backing her and access to a still a decent amount of resources and network contacts. The title and the inheritance she handed you in the carriage right up to Marat are valid documents that are propped up by very invalid documents. So yes. that is actually pretty much a perfect example you have there. You have your fake driver, you have your real driver's license you got with your fake social security card with the DMV. That's- Well, it's sure like they're fake documents. Well, you are working for a spy, so. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm not really sure what you thought was going on here, but. I do understand the uh, connection you have here, obviously, to what CRN told you last week as well. A little more insight as to what had happened with Inori's own father and his adventure with Martella's fake documents. Or at least Princess Eutropia's fake documents. Anyway, as you all turn in for the night and I at some point would have prepared a bedroom for Baron Akaren, his pair of servants arrival Inori's gonna stay up a little later to copy a spell out of Baylor's spellbook is what you're going for? Yep Correct What level of a spell is this? Level 2 So you need to go ahead and make me a roll real quick after two hours of studying your buddy's spellbook you gotta give me a spellcraft check at level 2 spell's gonna be DC 17 Oh, okay. Here, yeah, it's 15 I will help. plus spell level, right? Yeah, he can definitely assist you oh, because sweet. he is, in fact, the owner of the spell book. You're yeah, trying to interpret it. He knows what he's doing. And yeah, his spellcraft check is so spicy with a real nice two looking up on the die there. That still ends up being a 15 for him, which almost would have made the check outright, but it gives you a plus two for his assistance. Okay. There you go. A 24 will do it. Nice. You are successful at copying over uh, whatever it is you're taking from a spellbook. What are we learning today? Mirror we... image. Mirror image. Yeah. So you copy mirror image out of Baylor's spellbook. You use, what is it, 40 gold? Or is that yeah, a... 40, 40, yeah, 40 gold, gold worth of your too. magical ink and writing materials to translate your own personal version of the spell into your spellbook. And you now uh, can prepare mirror image properly in the morning, as if it was nice. your own spell. Beyond that, everyone retires for the night. And awakes the next morning around dawn, I imagine, to see Baron Akira off. After you have your various morning rituals, such as they may be, of your spell preparations, you two magically inclined gentlemen or just whatever it is the rest of you do to get ready for the day not too long afterwards and perhaps a brief breakfast you would be out in front of your new estate to bid farewell to baron Akira as he makes his ride back to his own proper barony and as he was heading out and his servants were uh, preparing his carriage and his horses for the ride back to i actually totally forgot what his town was called. Pensaris. Pensaris. I was like, I, I, I know, 
I couldn't say what I was thinking because I have a thing for this, which is probably the same as everyone else. It's like, it's almost, but it's not. Pensaurus. That's what it is. He turns to the group and says, Well, I uh, must admit, though I'm a bit surprised by the tack you're taking here with stockies and the order you've decided to do things. Still, even after our discussion, a bit questioning the, the order of priorities before even getting your own uh, estate and affairs in place, it's good to see someone putting the lives and the hearts of the people somewhere up high on the scale. It's a pretty rare thing out in Mirad, you might have noticed, unfortunately. A little bit. I don't imagine that any of the other tribunes of their various towns, or even the Count himself, really means no harm by it. It's not like he has anything against his own people. He's tried harder than anyone to grow Lothidar into a proper hub of trade and commerce and the city that we all know it's got the could have the potential to be. But sometimes people let their own visions get in the way of what might be best for the county as a whole. And you know, you're right. I, I do have to agree that what's best for the county as a whole maybe isn't always what's best for, well, us running things. And we don't even have the county if we don't have our people. It's well, it is something a, to think about for sure. It is a very troublesome thing trying to get all of this sorted out. But I believe we're on the right track. Well, Gotta get the looks on like our it. side. You got the mill back up and running and what, a week? Are you guys being here? Before I even say any sort of assistance. I, I, your own volition. Had to have been damn near the first thing you did after you checked out your estate was headed straight to Pensaris and start hiring crews. It's admirable. It's a refreshing change of pace is all, and I've been spent a good amount of the morning thinking about the conversation we had last night. More so the, I don't know, the greater meaning of the whole thing. I, I ain't got much of a head for politics, or I let the, the bigger men do that talking for me. But... It's definitely got me thinking. In fact, and this should be hopefully something you can feel proud of, I'm thinking I'm going to change around the way some stuff uh, runs even back in Pensaris when I get back. Maybe look at things in a bit of a different light. If you are good to your people, your people will be good back to you. It's the way my parents always ran their businesses. And it's just something that's rubbed off on on me for years. You know, up until just yesterday, I would have said I was more than good to my people. I've looked out for them. I've had their back. But I don't think I really have. I think I've just kind of let the town coast and let the people just ride. I've been good to them in that I'm not actively their tormentor, but I haven't really done much for my people as much as I've been looking after myself. And with how often I get called down to Apara or Casimir, 
I feel like I even barely know my own town. All my food and all my gear is brought in. I don't even visit the place more I, than once that's every That's awfully big of, of a man to acknowledge his, uh... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? His... Shortcomings? Imperfections? Shortcomings, yeah. It's admirable. I ain't one to believe I'm a perfect man. And I'm not above improvement. And as much as it might be a awkward sideways sort of compliment, I gotta thank all of you for helping me see that side of myself. Not so much what I am, but maybe what I could be. Take a walk. Just take a walk. Talk to your people. Ask them what they need. And I if will. it's something you can help with, by all means. If it's something that others can help with, ask for help. We'll be glad to help. The last real time I heard about any of Pensaris's troubles was the tale of the general, however many years ago. And that's only because it was a visit in Duchess that affected. It wasn't even right about the people. I don't know. <laughs> You've you're right. The way you run things here, as I said, admirable is the word I'm going to stick with. It's something to look up to. And I'm not going to be outshone by the newcomers in the county, nor by those in my own barony. I can't have stocky sucker on Pensaris, right? <laughs> we'll try to give you a run for your money. Either way. <laughs> we do I have a head you will start, by the looks of things. So... Well, anyway, you lot take care. You run this how you see fit. Everything here looks like it's going better than any of us could have hoped. We look forward to your return, and hopefully next time we'll have the house completely finished. If you need anything, don't you hesitate to send word down to Pensaris. I'll do what I can to get you taken care of. Maybe you lot should stop by there next time. I know you've been in briefly to shop around and hire these, uh, the crews you had for the mill, but maybe you can take a walk with me. I would enjoy that. With that, and a quick wave, uh, he heads over with his pair of servants into his carriage and makes his way back out onto the road through down towards and stockies and further out to the east. So, a pretty <laughs> successful time at Baron care, I would say. <laughs> but that leads us to today, party. What is our plan? Pump house, anyone? You want to go looking for trouble? I mean, we <clears throat> we have to go acquire one of the local boats to get there. We so. did that while you were gone, and we were talking to the locals. Dara and I actually acquired the boat. They said all we had to do was tell them when we needed it. Well, that works. Uh, I mean, it's pretty early. Why not go to the boathouse? Not the boathouse, the out pump house. house. That, Not the outhouse. That That's something <laughs> entirely different. We have to Let's take go fix the outhouse. Well, the goal of fixing this is we don't have to deal with outhouses. We may That's need an outhouse depending house. on what we find out there. Uh, poop our pants. So we're going to head down to... Could always be a dragon. Could always be a dragon. <laughs> a dragon yeah. like 200 yards through Please the bog no. from 
Stocky's just hanging out in a broken down pump house. The world's saddest, dingusiest <laughs> dragon that's ever existed. I mean, mechanically this speaking, way. this is where black dragons would live, isn't it? I mean, swamps and whatnot, swamps and yeah. Real, uh, realistically, that is, at a very broad spectrum, the kind of domain that your average black dragon would have. But I think they would typically go for something a little bit more... Away. Majestic. <laughs> Yeah, you can go anywhere and you're going to fly to Stockies and just live your life. If a black dragon was living here, he would be the ruler of Murat County. (laughs) Because they're not, like, dragons are not animals. They are hyper-intelligent. Yeah, they are, like, Baylor intelligence, if not... Far beyond that, honestly. They're Baylor <laughs> potential. Look at him his beard. <laughs> <sighs> so we're gonna head down into Stockies. Head down into Stockies, and since we don't have any trouble of our own today, it's trouble finding time. We're gonna Sounds go make like a plan. Is Bubo in town yet? Bubo has not arrived yet. No. Oh no! Speaking of local trouble, no. Not yet. Um, Calm down, so... Why don't you have a candy? <laughs> Yay! So I would, what we learned from what we heard from the Domovoy, it sounded like there may be some form of undead. What do we need to? If that's if that's so, what do you suggest that we take with us that would help us combat that? Well, you got a whooping stick. Yeah, you could yeah, them typically works. I think everyone except for Kahina has a way to consistently hit undead if it is incorporeal. Uh, did you forget my uh, my friend is a magical weapon? <laughs> I mean, uh, everyone except Kahina can hit it with their weapon. Oh. Or is just master work, right? It's just never a plus one glaive. I don't think you have a plus one glaive, do you? Did I have one? I'm double checking. I feel like you didn't get a plus one weapon because I don't think you get I did. far less use out of your weapon. That's okay. You can let the adults handle it. Fine, I can just... <laughs> I can do non-lethal damage. Bards can cast magic, right? You can insult it. I can insult yeah. it. They can use your wit powers. I indeed can insult it. They can't take it. non-lethal damage, but that's a good thought. It is, it's a funny concept. Wait, I do have a masterwork life. Not a plus yeah. one, but... That's what I'm saying. A masterwork so you can't hit incorporeal with it because you yeah. need a magical weapon to deal damage to incorporeal creatures. So, if the pop house was hypothetically full of spooky ghosts, you wouldn't be able to do direct damage to them. But that's also not really what you do anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're not spooky ghosts, if they're like fleshy bits, I can still hit them. If they're fleshy bits, you can get the business. Well, so I mean, plan, we then? haven't heard stories of a haunting, so I don't think we'll run into ghosts. But I mean, anything's possible. We The Domovoy said that... I forget the name, but someone went there and is still there and became one of what is there? I have this for you. Hold the on, let me find it. General story of that. 
So to me, that sounds like some form of undead. I don't remember exactly what the Dumb Boy told you. It definitely wasn't a name. Is incorporeal ghost type thing considered undead? Yes. I mean, generally, yeah. But I think it's pretty uncommon to have incorporeal creatures that are not undead. I, I uh, just, just a like, technical term. Conceptually, no, those, those, there, I suppose there could be incorporeal non-undead things. There probably those are. Those dream things that oh, we yeah, fought like in two other campaigns. Stuff. What about but, face spiders? They're not incorporeal. incorporeal. They literally go to a different dimension. Yeah, yeah, they jump to the ethereal plane or something. Yeah, they're not incorporeal. They're just ridiculously annoying. Like, burn down a church annoying. <laughs> I wonder who would have references. I don't, I don't know who would have ever done that. I guess Medusas are burned down a house annoying too, aren't they? <laughs> we got a really, I didn't realize this until just now, but we've got a serious bad habit of just burning down buildings that have monsters we when don't in agree doubt, with. Kill them. it with fire. When in doubt, just burn the entire building down. So it should be something we fall back on as a group of players too commonly, I feel. That's a bad habit. Anyway, the group of you, uh, if there's no other preparation you want to do for your pump house investigation, Head down into Stockies to find that the work the construction crews had been doing on the farms has completed. And just in time for the harvest here in two days to, to begin, they've taken all of their tools and their equipment out into the town proper to start working on the roads. The farms have been expanded a good distance south. Uh, most of the plots that the various commoners around Stockies had have nearly doubled in sheer size, not to mention actual usable area within the plots themselves. With this next crop after this harvest, Stockies is going to be producing far more than it possibly ever has in the past. It's never had a tribune just directly inject this much care and upkeep into the thing. And the farmers themselves, of course, just had neither the means nor the equipment to do this work on their own. Nor not even close to the money to be able to pay for it. But Stockies, even with what little you've started to do here, is almost starting to look like a completely different town. The mill's running, the farms are near pristine, and the general demeanor of the people already, uh, as it had changed towards you from just the cold shoulder to more friendly, is looking up. People just seem generally more hopeful. They have so much more potential, and beyond that, they're excited for what the future might hold. And on top of that... Guess what time it is, friends? It's nobody's guess. Time to roll dice. Well, it's time to roll. I mean, that's that's not really a guess. That's hey, are we playing Pathfinder? Yeah, it's time to it's time to roll dice. Yes. Uh, persona phase. It's a persona it phase. In fact, time for a persona phase. Radio. So at this point, all of your various followers that you had sent out on their tasks would be finishing those things up and would be prepared for either another go 
what do you, what do you want to focus on this week, building your character, more or less? I'm trying to find where I put this thing. There it is. There's the persona phase thingy. I'll throw this up. And we'll throw this up. We got the operations if anyone wants to go after those. And we have the persona phase itself. So, once again, the time comes to choose if you want to grow your own renown or if you want to leverage that in an operation that could help you out at some point during the next week or two. Let's start with Baylor. Baylor, what are you thinking? What do you have right now for your facet ranks? Uh, all of the genius ever and something else. I mean, all of the genius ever being... Four. Four. So since you have party is five, you can still go to five genius. I, I could try to go you to five genius. You can get more genius, sir. I have four genius and one heroism. So what do you think? And this this isn't something we're like necessarily just doing right now. It's no, this is over the course of the next week or two. It's yeah. how these work. You're not going to go to Lothiar and give a lecture this exact second. This is a these are a grander scale thing that you just roll the vast majority, if not all, of the dice for immediately and reap the benefits at some point during the Persona phase. Alright. I'm gonna try something. Okay. I would like just, you know, over the course of the time that this is going over, I would like to go and talk with the Domovoy. Just gen and just talk to them about stuff and just generally learn about them and write it down. Okay. And it's some because as you were saying before, the people who have actually spoken to Domovoy and the people who write the textbooks <laughs> who write things do not overlap at all. Yeah, exactly. It's about so, time that they did. So this so, would be Baylor smells a publishing opportunity. Yes. <laughs> I would say that would be your profession scribe more than linguistics, but if you want to use linguistics for you, I'll, for you, I'll give it to you. But that seems real profession scribey to me. I, I, I'd rather do linguistics. Well, linguistics it up, my friend. All right. You are interpreting a story from a race or understanding of a race that technically communicates in the same language, but is either not super intelligent or just doesn't care enough to try to be eloquent. So right, you're trying to use this to fail to, my first what, to, persona phase. You're trying to believe. You're trying to do this to raise your genius. Yes. Okay, and let me let me refresh myself real quick. The DC is 15 plus double the rank you're moving to. So this is a DC 25 linguistics check to go. Like up I said, I'm genius. ready to fail my first one. Get him. You've won them all so far. You've been doing a fantastic job. And with an 18 on the die, you are not ready to fail your first one, my dude. That is a 31. And uh, this, this thing that you're pulling together, whatever it is you want to call it, that you're looking to publish or spread here, this information and knowledge you're recording is most certainly going to spread quite quickly because as, as you said this isn't something that academics have had access to before and an actual scholar with Domovoy 
that are that will not only talk to him but are sworn to him can help broaden the understanding of this race by miles. Now at five genius, you get a new thing, my friend. You get a new bonus for having five in a stat. And I believe you are the first person who got here. I'm here the first it. person to get every number in a stat. Yeah, because you just keep making genius go up and not failing rolls. So <laughs> you are you are the uh, pathfinder for this particular ah. rule set and what gets unlocked as you get up higher. With five genius, your renown is truly starting to spread. So not only can you uh, leverage your reputation to improve the starting attitude of NPCs you're beating for the first time that don't inherently just dislike you, not only can you use that to pull in a bonus at some point during this next phase on a knowledge check, not only could you send the now many people who just want to get in with you off on your various operations, you straight up get an entire bonus feat. And for genius, that feat is Brilliant Planner. Let me see what that does. Is that the one where I just have a bag of anything I need? Brilliant Planner. You can plan for future contingencies without defining what those preparations are until they are relevant. As part of this preparation while in a settlement for at least 24 hours, well, that applies to 100% of work for the crowd, you can take 8 hours and spend up to 50 gold per level, which is your brilliant plan fund. Um, and while your brilliant plan is pending, you're considered to be carrying 20 additional pounds of weight because you have something for your brilliant plan. And then, I have uh, 20 pounds of miscellaneous stuff that I might have, need. You have 20 pounds of plot material in your bag. <laughs> and and 20 any... pounds of I am smarter than I am. And I <laughs> bought the thing I didn't know I needed until I needed it. At any point during this persona phase and every persona phase in the future, you can spend 10 minutes to enact your brilliant plan, my friend, and you will withdraw an item that would have been available in the settlement you visited or procuring a mundane service that Baylor, in his chronomancy future seeing infinite wisdom, knew he was going to need. And uh, it just takes the price of that out of the fund. And well, you can actually use it once per day until you've used however much gold you put into your brilliant plan fund. And just spending eight hours somewhere I could buy stuff, I can reset it. Right? I'm going to say the way this works with the persona phases is that you, it re you can reset it once per persona phase. All right. Because it's it's linked in through that intrinsically. So, Baylor is now just a future-seeing super genius. I need all this stuff in case I need it. So, you know, all those... This is so perfect for not just Baylor, but Manchaw, the human being, too. <laughs> because you have the encyclopedic knowledge of everything that's ever been printed in a Pathfinder source material that you've looked at and thought, man... That would be cool in a really specific situation that's probably not going to come up and isn't worth spending 50 gold on in case it does. Boy, howdy, is it time to use all of those things. 
I'm I'm excited to see what you do with this, honestly. <laughs> Inori, what's your plan for this persona phase? Man, um, I was looking at gathering information, but that appears to be an operation under the charm category. So I can't use that, can I? Because I don't have charm. Gathering information. And uh, oh, for Oh, for the operations. Yeah, basic operations. Yes, the basic operations are restricted by the various facets, and each one you have to have, I believe, two in that facet to use the basic operation. Yeah, so you'd have to have two charm to have your agents gather information for you. Oh, uh, okay. Because that is, that is the primary thing that is different based on which facet you're increasing is which operations you gain access to and which feats you get. Uh, at like at what bonuses you get is it just ranks up in general like that feat is for getting five genius mm -hmm. you don't you don't get to pick you just you have brilliant planner okay well i want to develop one then because i can't do that i would have to develop charm to be able to use that at some point right so I would yes have to if, do, it, uh... if you want to in the future use gather information you're going to need to develop your charm detail all right um, Anori is going to have to gain renown as a charming individual. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. There's not a lot of options for charm. I could, well... Again, this list is ideas. Anything yeah. that you can pitch that that's, that's what you want to do during this next week or two, which is just how Inori grows her fame, you can throw any idea and tie a skill check that makes sense to it. This The list of Persona Phase developing things is just suggestions. Like and how fact, I came up with my idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Well, I mean, I could always go with the the classic, the uh, secret meeting that, you know, it seems to work pretty well for the, with all my criminal undergrounds and try to develop something like that. You're going to become known as charming among all of these. Well, I mean, it says, well, that's that associated in the skill. shadows. That doesn't. Uh, so it raises subterfuge or charm based yes. on that, right? Yes, it does. Mm. There are a bunch that can be used for various things, like trying to uh, drive legislation of some sort in Marat here through the count, probably, could also be used to increase your charm. You can throw a party. <laughs> that increases uh -huh. your charm. Well, it doesn't have to be a party. It could be a, it's a popular social event. Uh huh. In town. Don't, don't you dare take my idea. That's what I was going to. How about we have like a um a, a sparring tournament or something that could be you know everyone has wooden swords and everybody competes in a little tournament. That's kind I of mean, a popular social event. That you live in a small backwoods town in the middle of nowhere populated by farm peasants that would absolutely be down to get the opportunity <laughs> to, beat, to beat the crap out of each other with sticks <laughs> <laughs> organized by their frustrations local at your neighbor <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> percent that is nice. a thing that you can do that's a party that Anori could throw easily. The Set charm a... coming out of that kind of a little, little more questionable, but I'll get to the one on the list, so we'll give it to you. It's a, it's an ass whooping party, is what it is. 
And that is diplomacy right. So you, what are you trying to get your charm to? Is it just one? Do you have any charm? I don't have any charm, no. Of course no, no, he has no charm. So it's no DC charm. 17 to get one charm. Beat up your neighbor legally. Let's, let's have a fun fight club, people. Come on. Oh my god. This is a fight club you can talk about, though. Yeah, you right? Talk about oh, it. Can you, though? Can no, you? Uh, see, the problem is getting herself across as, well, charming. Because I'm sure you wouldn't have any real difficulty organizing such an event. But the, the four, the D20 says that the problem you would have is trying to really inure yourself with the peasantry here. It's difficult to relate as the uh, likable kind of big sister type town tribune while you're handing out the whooping sticks <laughs> for Farmer Joe and Billy Bob to beat each other with. <laughs> can, I, so, I mean, can I add some to my role if I actually compete in it myself? You cannot, no, because nah, this is a. The, there is. <laughs> I Very think that would little. make them like you even less. <laughs> <laughs> just beat the Because you would solidly destroy them. But, uh... Yeah, you're in a lose-lose situation if you do that. Because your options are A, just whoop up on the peasants. Or B, sandbag incredibly hard and obviously. And these peasants appreciate hard work. Wins are earned. They're not going to like you. Just, oh, you did it. Congratulations. You won her. So there's, there's no good that could possibly come out of that one. So unfortunately, you find no real success in trying to increase your charm with that one. Nell. So I would like to perform charitable acts. But okay. uh, I do not have the necessary associated skill. I thought you had heal. Is... No. No, I thought you had to use nail. So what I was thinking is I was going to help people with literal just handing people money on street corners? <laughs> no, like if people need food or medicine well, and stuff like that, buying it for them, uh, helping people move stuff around, paint, like literally whatever the they need help with. Coming up. The harvest is coming up this weekend, which would surely fall under the banner of this persona phase. So if you wanted to help out more physically, uh, you could. I would say very easily substitute like a strength or a con check for that or knowledge local. I don't know if you have that. You do actually have knowledge local. Yeah, I have really good knowledge local. Yeah, any of those for this upcoming harvest in this little farming community would make perfect sense. Alright. Well, knowledge local it is then. And, and what are you trying to, to go to? Rank three. Rank to, we get to rank three, so you have 21. Nine on the die is a 20. You hate to see that happen. Yeah, I just hate to see him flub it by one. That's we just. We don't have any hero points, do we? I'm uh, I don't know, do not you? you. have <laughs> I'm, I'm not about to reroll that again. I think you. you uh, Command point rerolls are always bait. You're pretty low on the hero point bucket right now, I believe, my friend. <laughs> you specifically. But mm -hmm. the one off lethal is always just the worst D20 feeling that could possibly exist. Kahina. I believe somehow, ironically, you have had a whole lot of difficulty increasing your <laughs> facet ranks. My charm, so which is you like are 
siphoning her RNG from the other room. She must be. You I mean, may be less charming than you had once imagined. Roll, I roll fire, talking to, talking stuff up to Okara, but can't do anything else apparently. So with I mean, the harvest the, coming it up, probably matters more to be fair. Yeah, with the harvest coming up, Kahina figures it would be a good time to learn from the locals what their like harvest traditions are and where they're redoing the center of town and everything like that to throw a like an end of harvest harvest party so organize okay. a party you heard me you don't like my fight club party you gotta throw a real party i'm on a yeah. real party with like singing um, and dancing and i'm going to give you and this is a group consensus for the the whole party here if you want to plus one that uh while kahina can be organizing the harvest festival afterwards uh in order to raise her own renown and she'll take the be the face of that for her facet ranks there is an additional idea that at some point uh if you were thinking of this and planning it sometime in the next few days Honora would hear of it, and she would tell you, oh, once upon a time, you know, back in the day, uh, Lady Bettany did something similar. So it's it's something the town is very much going to appreciate. I'm sure the folks here haven't had a right celebration since, well, since we lost her, unfortunately. This is a, a great idea, actually, and I'm all for it, but... The problem is expenses. It's... She... Threw... Quite... A gala, really. And used this as a good opportunity to invite over some of the neighboring nobles that she had business or deals with, or even just that she wanted to get in with a little more. But she put a lot of... Money behind it. But if that's... I mean, you've... You're the well-off sort here, coming in from fancy Apara down on the coast and consorting up with the Count and the Baron coming to visit you just a couple weeks after you're here. I mean, I, if it's not beyond your means, I could help you with something that the folk here would remember and be more than sure to appreciate. How much money are, uh, are we talking? Like, how much would you need to throw a decent event? Well... If we want to get something more similar to what Lady Bettany had back in the day, I imagine we'd need around 2,000 gold. Huh. Well, she didn't spare expense for these. Uh, do we? And that would be something I'd have to... We, we don't... What if... I mean, we don't really... We were trying to do this more for the people, less to impress nobles. Just something, a night that the that the people can enjoy after working well, so hard for the harvest. That's what this was, largely. It was the people's opportunity to sample a bit of the noble life. Okay. She brought in foods from Lothidar, had this catered from chefs down from the coast, even, uh, fallen out weeks in advance and now we'd have difficulty going that far just based on the the late hour but mm -hmm. it was it was quite the event 
And uh, she held the things in her own estate. Okay. Well, the estate we it's could just do... A, uh, it's just an idea. I, I'm saying, I'm sure uh, whatever plans you've got are, are more than fine. The people appreciate it regardless, but it'd just be a good throwback, you know? Mm-hmm. I know I miss them. I'm sure the rest of the folk do, too. Can I have a day or two to uh, look this over and check the finances, see if there's anything we have, um, maybe even converse with um, Dame Crab or uh, or Baron O'Kara to see if there was anything they would want to contribute? Oh, of course. All right, harvest's coming up here this Sunday, so we got about two days and probably take us three, four days to the harvest itself. So we got the better part of a week, and that's assuming you wanted to hold this immediately afterward, which we don't necessarily have to do with day of, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, sooner we get it figured out, though, sooner we can get things in motion. But, okay. of course, no rush. I'm not <laughs> trying to look a gift horse in the mouth here. Uh, I really want to say I appreciate the thought that the group you have for the townsfolk here. And I'm sure they appreciate it, too. Mm-hmm. It's good to have someone so similar to Lady Bentley taking over for her. You know, when he, when he first arrived here and I met Sir Rostam, I was <laughs> saying a little farcical that, you know, the two were related, but I can definitely see Alice's blood in a lot of you. Well, we're happy to to be able to serve the people, make everybody happy. Everybody deserves to be happy. That they do. Especially with all the work they put in. Mm-hmm. Well, let me know. We'll see what we can get figured out. Okay. So that's an option. Uh, that is actually in the same pile, or the same vein, as direct town improvements to stockies. Okay. How much that is going to endear yourself to the locals, though, of course... This is far less permanent. It's very much something to make stockies like you more than it is to actually improve their quality of life, like the things you have, the the mill and the pump house and the road construction and the farm expansions. So we need to hope that whatever we kill in the pump house has some money. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta hope we find some gold-plated ghosts on there. (laughs) Right? That's exactly what we need. Roll me your diplomacy check. And are you, you're not still trying to go to one charm, are you? I'm trying to go from one to two. Woo! DC 19, then. All right, you started at one. Yeah, I started at one. Yeah, so, yeah, it's my first chance. Ooh, first time. the persona face has not been kind to you. It has not been kind to me. Me and Kate, so, me and, yeah, we even have Yeah, the two of us, it has just been bad. So am I, if I'm, if it's my first time, is still DC 19 or is it yeah because it's DC 15 plus double the rank you're going to okay. so that's why it's 19 and it's 25 for Baylor right. trying to go up to 5 genius alright come on you can, you're a bard you can get a DC 19 diplomacy this. check diplomacy you, you got check. one in you go there it Woo-hoo! is finally you almost got it thing. you almost got it on the actual D20 getting a 15 a 29 is pretty good. You go up to two charm, and finally, you have access to the basic charm operations. 
The day has come Yay! for Kahina Avendigo. So I go from to one to two or two, things. or I go up to three? You go from one to two. You can't go one to one at a time. You can't, like, super dope roll. And uh, you just get a point for every persona phase that you do cool. correctly? Basically, yeah. If you're doing that, the, the thing with operations is you're doing that instead of mm -hmm. developing your persona. Do yeah. I, you're developing do I get more, or leveraging. Do I get more followers now? Yes, you get two more. Your, your number of followers is always equal to double your total facet ranks. Okay. Unless you lose them somehow. Yeah, unless you lose them because there are operations where you can't end up losing followers. But unless okay. you lose them, your your base bucket is always equal to double your total facet ranks. So effectively, you make enough of an impression to get two more people that you can rely on that are willing to swear themselves to your cause. Cool. All right. Dara, speaking of people it. for whom the persona phase has not gone well, your pseudo-wife has finally found success here. You have pseudo-Betany blood running through your veins. <laughs> Surely by these powers combined, you can increase the facet rank. That's the hope. That's the hope. Um, I'm going to try and increase, uh, increase my sagacity. Okay. And so what I'm going to do is sit down with the rest of the crew and do some thinking. Do some like hard thinking about like house rules for the town uh so create some legislation a little bit for house rules for the town for how they treat beggarwood and kind of some just come up with some laws for fubo to enforce <laughs> what do you get here yeah a bit yeah so we're gonna create some house rules <laughs> and put it in Fubu, you can do this you cannot exactly. do this <laughs> I, mean, I don't okay. know if this is so much house rules as just laws. <laughs> but they're not. I think really a house legal. rule that is made by the person who runs a city is but just we're called not a law. Really in charge, like we're kind of in charge, but it's also you are Akira, and then you're very much in charge. charge. Stockies, like Baron like, as far as Stockies is concerned, yes, you are in you, charge. Yeah, you, you are, are literally you write the, the legislation law. for. Did you miss where you banned somebody from living in your town a week or two back? Yeah, but then the, why would we get in trouble with all the other people so much for doing like because they they only I mean they they are above you and they can intervene like they can override you. Baron O'Kara can override you and Count Lothied can override him, but unless they have a reason to intervene, a la pardoning a bunch of county bandits, you are the law here. So. Okay, you so that's what we're going to do. I'm going to sit down, do the thinking with the rest of the group, and uh, try and write some down some stuff to how we're going to run, run things in the town. So you're trying to go from one to two, Sagacity? Yeah. So you also need a 19 on your sense motive. Yeah, which... Well, let us all take a moment. <laughs> what god does Dara pray to? He'd better bring all of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> Let's take a moment. I, I, I'm not sure if that's better or worse than none. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me try and... All of them. Oh, 14 on the die. Yeah. That's a 22. <laughs> Both Kahina and Dara get their first increased facet rank here in the Persona oh, phase. Yeah. That deserves some victory music. Your sagacity goes from one to two, one to two as uh, whatever legislature you are drafting here. And please, 
feel free to actually come up with yeah, what you're enacting. Yeah, tell us some laws. Well, we have to ask... I feel like we should probably... I don't know. Not right this exact second. Might I suggest one? How about everybody has to wear pants? That's always a good one in my book. Well, we'll have to arrest Let's, uh... That's annoying nudges now. Feel free to, at any point, as you are the Tribune, again, you, Sir Rostam, directly are the Tribune of Stockus. If there is any at any point during this session or any other or in between in our group chat, if you want to actually come up with a with, totally with laws sure. or legislates you want to introduce the Stockies, please, by all means, do. But whatever you introduce... Now I'm setting myself up for memes here. Goes over well with the people over this next persona phase. So... I deserve the right to retract that <laughs> if you do spectacularly <laughs> stupid things. But based on that, uh, your your renown does increase among stockies and perhaps even among some of the neighboring tributaries with whatever it is you're introducing or whatever it is you come up with. So that's a, a much, much <laughs> improved persona phase over those that we have had in the past. Congratulations. Round of applause for the party Yay. here. Figuring out how to roll D20s. Me and Nell oh, bottomed out. How is that a good good session? I mean, I guess... Because only two people did, when usually it's like all four of you. If <laughs> <laughs> you fail or succeeds, whatever I mean, he rolls. To and be fair, most of my them. skills that are good don't apply to the things that I want to advance in. No. Figure out to make him apply. But the, I just need I to, to, that's your, that's to make intimidate apply to sacrifice. That's your homework. <laughs> Figure out to make intimidate out. apply to I've been thinking sacrifice. about that for weeks. Well, crowdsource, I believe in you. You, you, you find <laughs> some people who are bullying people, you intimidate <laughs> them, <laughs> stop, everyone that's else heroism. is safer. That is solidly like heroism. Oh yeah, that's like, heroism, it is, huh? It is hard to no, actually figure out. Say we could stage a fight where someone's whooping on you real bad, and then the 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 other actor goes and tries to hit a kid. You jump in front of it. I might just start doing. How is that um, intimidate? I might just start doing constitution, not constitution, uh, fortitude saves for. Uh, what, just showing them how much you can drink without going into a coma? <laughs> no, there, there's <laughs> one of them gives you a fortitude save where it's DC 15 plus level you're going to. Organize a protest. That. That is easier for me to make. It is. I feel like giving your Who current you overarching goals and location, that's a difficult one to work in, but... If we were in Opara, maybe... That's a, yeah, nobody says I have to do it where we currently are. That's, that's just true. that's going to be... just ride out of Marat, leave for a couple days, and go protest and swear He doesn't have to be there. He just has to organize it. Yeah, That is true, actually. He doesn't have to participate send in the, the followers, Send the followers to protest in Opara. Yeah, that, that is... It is categorically a... You are organizing the thing, and it could even be somewhat behind the scenes. I'm even protesting if you were doing the lack of... Large taverns and beer selection in this town. Well, you can have it so it's not linked to him at all. I mean, well, we exactly. Like, yeah. I'm not. We I'm not physically that. going and getting my findings published. I'm probably handing them off to some of my followers who are taking them to Casimir and showing them to. People. You're just you're too giving, Baylor. Like, is are you a Boy Scout? 
Anywho, I'm ready to go fight something in the pump house. <laughs> so with that, with that persona phase taken care of and you uh, planning out what it is you're wanting to do for the next uh, week or two, you have already asked the locals about the flat-bottom barges that they take out into the bog that they use for some fishing nearby, and they have given you the same warning that Pyscom did. They don't take them out near the pump house. But you have permission to borrow them and take them out near the pump house, if that is what you wish to do with your afternoon. So is that something uh, we're just going to get right to? I, just I have will. my spells prepared the way I want for it, so... Yeah. Let me double check something real quick. Okay. And I will grab these. And put them up here. Don't worry about what these or where the here is. It's not important, really, in the grand scheme of things. This is a dumb question, but technically... Don't, don't leave me like that. Because now I'm already inclined to disagree <laughs> with whatever it is you're now about I'm to say. I the same one. <laughs> well, it's not the same one. This is oh, completely okay. irrelevant to anything we're currently doing. Okay. Since I have Intimidating Prowess, can I use Intimidate as a strength-based skill check? That, yeah, I mean, that is categorically what Intimidating Prowess does. Is I have an idea. Oh, no. <laughs> you have said the magic words, Squid. In what context? <laughs> no. You already said yes, so. You said yes. I'm so scared. I'm very worried. I mean, if you're trying to break down a door by intimidating no. it, it's not going <laughs> to work. He's, no. He hasn't given you the I have not clear. given you the... You, you do not ever receive the blanket. This is, in all cases, something that is... Sure, do this. Demonstrate might. Stupid. Okay. Just throw around some weight. It is yeah, heroism, yeah. but I also wanted to get ranks in heroism. And okay. it, you just use a strength-based skill check, which I have intimidating prowess. So I can now roll intimidate for that. Fair enough. That is actually, that does make perfect sense. I'll give you that. So See, it, it was a dumb question, but a good idea. See, the secret is to phrase it Less like it's gonna be a super dumb question and just ask the question. Because don't, you, don't act like it's a dumb question. You are exponentially you increasing your chance for failure by framing the question the way that you do. But it works. Now I wanna know Dara's dumb question. Okay. So say if we get into water that's like really deep and I have okay. really terrible swimming. Can someone okay. cast, like, Featherfall on me and I won't sink as fast so someone can save me from drowning? Featherfall does not assist you with uh, sinking in the water. It's, yeah, it's not it's... the same. I'm, no. like, falling slowly in water. <laughs> Do you have any idea <laughs> how scared <laughs> I am that we're going into water right That's now? That's a good try. That's a good try. But good effort. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what if what if I fall off the boat and you can catch it and I'll fall slowly so you can catch me before I hit the water? <laughs> I mean, that's technically a thing. If they fall... 
wow, the fact that Featherfall is an immediate action to it is. I does actually, actually mean that. That, that legally you can react faster by casting Featherfall <laughs> on your friend falling out of the boat than you can, I don't know, grabbing them. But were I a competent GM, that would just be something like a reflex save <laughs> rather than rolling initiative to cast spells on you. Unless you fell into, I don't know, a pile of crocodiles. <laughs> or, you know, giant frog. A, pile, a literal pile of them. <laughs> just stacked up. I'm so scared we're going into water right just, now. Just the like first a giant giant tower of crocodiles. Poking <laughs> up through the park. And you're just falling through a whole pile of AOOs as you just drift past the neatly stacked crocodiles. Hey, they haven't acted yet. They can't take AOS. Anyway. <laughs> you guys get the barge and get ready to head out into the marsh. And let's take a look at the situation we're heading into here as we get going out into the, the deeps. You're going from stockies here up to the pump house. And I mean, this swamp is not small. This is... This is pretty solidly a mile and a half across and the pump house is a decent ways into it and as you all load into this barge that is really it's big enough to comfortably seat less than five people but to kind of uncomfortably seat five people it's gonna well, take you a little while minutes. to make your I mean do you want to Ask for a second. Wait, we barge. want to be comfortable. Can, I mean, you Dara, can talk to two barges. What if we, we don't can need two spread barges. out so we can, if we one boat gets attacked, the other one can save the first boat? I'm really suspicious of water. <laughs> we found Dara's fear. Dara Dara's is hydrophobic. Water. Dara's I mean... just don't want anything to Wait, do with Wait, no. Water. It's the she... meta roleplay. Your roleplaying is Joe, whose roleplaying is Dara. Oh, this is the meta role play. <laughs> Chat, for those of you don't, who joined us in Songbird Science Saboteur here, the character Dara has existed for longer than the person playing Dara has. I was and born very recently. It was like <laughs> two months ago, in fact. And previously, Dara was played by a gentleman who is actually pretty afraid of deep water. Up to and including to an extent being generally uncomfortable near a swimming pool. So, I, this is actually perfect. You are role playing that. as the previous person who was role playing as Dara. Respect that. Respect the multi level meta role player. <laughs> but somehow not angry at the, the Church of Abadar. They hate Abadar. I'm glad that's one trait. That's okay. Well, He's that was just here. more Joe than anything. That was very solidly Joe and not Dara. But Dara's concerned, wants to ask for a second barge. What are we doing? Do we want? Do we need to? Do you want I mean, to we reach can. for a second barge? I would say no to the Tribune. I mean, it's a, it's a flat. The thing is, a, is a flat, almost rectangular, very basic floating box. It's and, the and raft the, that Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Pretty <laughs> much, the, the, the bog you're heading out into is not a lake. It's a bog. There's no part of it that's terribly deep. You actually have a 10-foot pole that you are just the pushing bottom. the barge along with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, 
you're just kind of you live in florida you know what swamps are dara does it though so you don't think that since we are going out to fight something that maybe we should not come at it from one little floating box i mean that's very true but if it is holed up in the pump house and doesn't come out we will have to go in after it come out i mean it might we could anything we're not messing with us on the boat is also within range of us messing with it i think we'll be okay and if something runs into us we're not going to see it before we spread out our boats and come at it from separate sides we're just going to be going where we're going and it's gonna show up we can go on one i i guess i just feel like if it sinks i blame you Yes, but at the same time, dear, if it sinks, we only have to replace one for the villagers. If we sink it's, two... It's, it's probably like one silver piece. <laughs> if it sinks, we could simply just walk to the shore. This is true. This is, at worst, chest deep water. You could... They're not We're taking the boat for convenience. This. Mm-hmm. Pending, I Rolling mean, you, a you... praise for the value of boat. <laughs> A seven on the die, and you end up with a Hold sixteen. On. All right, kids. This barge, you, go. you got a seventeen. You did one better. This barge <laughs> is not that valuable. The handful of gold to replace the thing—that's tens of times more valuable than Dara thought. <laughs> Dara also doesn't. Have All right, kids. Do we need a second barge? Or are we going? Just one. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> no, we do not. Okay. So everyone gets in the barge. <laughs> we go, we do. And you start making your way out towards the pump house. And like I said, it's a it's a decent distance through the swamp. It's a it's a couple hundred yards out into the marsh itself you're going here. It's not so much the distance as it is the difficulty of getting there that makes it somewhat difficult to reach because this is a, a dense swamp uh the whole area of marat county here is fairly forested and when you have a forest combined with a swamp you have what is pretty much florida and you're maneuvering this thing through and around very thick dense vegetation and just trees growing straight up out of the bog itself even though you're moving maybe quarter at worst half a mile out towards the pump house. It's going to take you almost the better part of a half hour to get out there. That said, it is not thick enough that it's anything other than just broad daylight out in the swamp here. So you don't have to worry about this uh, being dim or casting light spells or anything for the time being. You're good on that. Which, let me double check. And speaking of being good on that, make sure this does, in fact, have global elimination turned on. Okay, it does. But as you make your way out towards the pump house, why don't you guys... Throw me out a couple of perception checks. 25. A 25 from Nell. The hard 16. one from Dara. 16, <laughs> a 17, and then a 27 coming up from Kahina. So as you guys are making your way through the swamp... You, obviously, Dara, is incredibly on edge to the point where he is so concerned that he is actually less of a useful scout than the rest of you because he is working himself up over every possible thing. And, I mean, of course, 
there are larger animals that live out in this swamp. There are just assorted alligators and various larger cranes that walk around. There's a lot of life here. It's a bog. Things live in it. But there's nothing that looks really out of the ordinary or aggressive, save a pair of crocodiles you just see resting on a log like 50 yards out to your west, not even close to the barges that are just chilling. <laughs> and if they even acknowledge your presence, they don't even do so much as turn their head to look at you as you go by. They're just out in the sun doing crocodile stuff. The pump house arrives not too far after that. It's a squat, sturdy stone building straddling what was once a berm separating the marsh from the very stagnant canal waters up to the north of it. It's actually probably almost a full mile from Stockies. It'd take you like an hour to get here. It's almost at the full side of the swamp near where the uh, Stockies Spur Canal connects into it. And there is on the back side of it, on the far side from you, even that you can see from here, a large sluice that might have once been a mill, but there's nothing attached to it now. And a stone walkway wrapping around the southern portion of the building, uh, leading down into the bog on this side. Once upon a time, when this was functional, it looks like this probably wasn't even a bog. But... Without this operational, without having been maintained in a decade, the canal waters have overflown the berm at various points and just completely flooded this area. Moss covers the entire bottom half of the building, growing upwards, making the stone almost effectively invisible. Now let us move down to here. And here we are, gentlemen. That's a pump house. We're in a boat. You are, in fact, in a boat. On a boat. On a boat. Oh, yeah, it's not really a boat that one can properly be inside so much. It's just With a 27, the closer we get to the pump house, do we notice that <clears throat> the life and stuff that teems in the middle of the bog, is it still over here near the pump house? Or does that, like, stop? I mean, the majority... Like, is... The majority of the life out here is, like, small birds and insects. Okay. And that does, of course, still okay. throng around So there's here not, as much like, this, like, else. edge of where there are no birds, no bugs, no, no nothing comes near here. Yeah, there is not, like, a, just a dead zone where none of the forest creatures uh -huh. dare tread. No. Dare tread. That's okay. Not, I mean, That's you don't see anything there. larger than small birds around the area, but... I, I I just have to ask this. Was this like a scanned in map? This is a map from the PDF. Okay, because like it looks like there are fold lines in it. I don't. I don't see, see that. Those. Like, what are you? It's not. It's a, it's a map from the PDF. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking at. I don't see it either. <laughs> I have no uh, idea. Maybe it's just my screen. There's okay. Yeah, I looked at. Are screen, there fold lines it, on your so... monitor? <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is this is just my roll twenty being weird. Okay. I was like, dude, there's there's nothing that looks like any sort of a 
a lion or anything on this map that I can see. I just see a swampy water. Or yeah, on my screen, like, bog, berm, there's a line a right a beside this. Oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah, just no. you. Uh -uh, there's not that's one on mine. Yeah, dude. That's, that's my roll 20 being weird. Never mind. So as you approach the, as you approach the bump house here, the boat of course is still going. Who has the, uh, who has rolled the short straw, to be the one pushing the boat along? Oh, Nell, obviously. Yeah, strong oh, boy. Nell, of course, obviously. Yeah, Nell, strong boy. Well, Nell probably be in the back then, realistically, because he's got to push this thing along. So more figured, like this. As yeah. You just can. You what? No, I was gonna say I figured Dara might be in the front because crossbow and. I mean, put yourselves wherever you want to be. I just This is just where I dropped your tokens. This, obviously, if you want to rearrange yourselves amongst the boat. <coughs> but as you continue to move forward here, you don't hear or see anything out of the ordinary as you approach the pump house. So you start to move the barge over towards the stairs that lead down to what was probably once dry land dry land but now just down into nearly chest deep swampy waters and just really general unpleasantness and as you get to right about here something stirs and in an instant a large figure surges up out of the water very intent on at least giving a good effort at eating whatever it is that is in this boat only two of you see it in time to react nell and kahina it's time for you guys to roll me some initiative just like the snicker snack Everybody rolls. This is a, it's a surprise round again. A nice twenty coming out from Nori there. Maybe you don't get to act in the surprise round, but a pretty good one. So let me sort this real fast. Okay, Squid's doing the thing again, where you sound like you're far away in a tunnel. Yep. Well, I don't know what to tell you, because that's just for you guys. So as long as you can at least hear me. Yeah. I. Honestly, don't really care. I, I Unfortunately, think it, it's only really bad when you're not directly facing the mic. That's I tried to move the mic more in front of myself for this this session, but beyond that, I don't know what else I can do actually. It, it's definitely a weird mixing thing with with soundscape. I'm sure yeah. it is, but I I, I will see. Uh, well, I guess I will try again later to see if I can fix that. But it is just you guys to do that. So Inori, not a surprise round. Dara, not a surprise round. Kahina, you are the first reactless creature surging up out of the swamp here. And this thing, as it appears, is like a massive, fleshy beast. It seems to be majoritively mouth, as far as you're looking at it here. And it has three tentacles coming up out of the water with it. Two of them tipped with clawed hooked barbs and one weirdly 
covered in eyes. That seems to be its only real method of sight. I believe you guys have been introduced to one of these before, but it was significantly less angry in the previous campaign. Looks just yeah, like it, Hoshbog. It, does it is the same thing familiar. Hoshbog was. This is an O-tier. Out of character, yes. And in character, Baylor probably also knows it's an O-tier. I mean, you want me to roll for it? Or wait till my turn? Wait till your turn. Alright, Kahina, you're up first. You get one move or standard action as a prize round. Uh, I will do my lovely Intimidate move that comes with the... with my, um... feet that lets me... Yeah, where I beat them in initiative, so I get to see if I can intimidate them. Yep, you did beat an initiative, so we're gonna continue. Kahina screams at things that don't look like they're intelligent and just kind of hopes it, hope it works out, because so far it actually has. So let's see if I can intimidate a thing. Probably. Uh, with a 31. Beast of the Deep! It seems to expect an easy meal, but as it comes out and you react in a flash before it's even connected with the boat, not that the thing is moving particularly quickly, and called out to it, it slows a bit. It seems to understand you. Uh, again, it just keeps working out. Beast of the deep, you will harm no one on this barge. Well, we'll see how accurate that is. Because this thing is immediately just going to proceed with the chowing down on the closest thing to directly in front of it, which is currently Anori. Anori's gonna get the munch. And unfortunately, as Anori barely has time to turn and register that the creature is there, Anori is going to get the munch before she can react. And your flat footed is 15 question mark? Looking at that, where are we? Yeah, 15, 15, 15. Okay, so it flashes up, and just as you turn, this huge, wet mouth of this creature reaches forward and bites down. The mouth is so large that it chomps down almost half on you, half on the boat itself, as it just crunches down into the wood. And you, with your leg very much caught in this, Take seven damage and need to make me a fortitude save. I didn't hear what I have to make. A fortitude, fortitude save. save. Yeah, we we lose like complete sentences. We're only getting like half of what you say, Squid. Yeah, it I, might just be because that particular song is really loud. I'm trying to find That's it so I can is. turn it down, but I don't know what part of Sirens came from. All right, Not fortitude. Bang. Be fortuitous. That's pretty good. 80 on the die. Stentho. 23 on your fortitude save. Uh, Baylor doesn't get to go Nell. So, let's play the same old song and dance as last time. Oh, no. I saw that it seemed spooked of Kahina. I Nell see that it's doing bad things to my friend. Okay. So, I'm going to tell it to go back into the marsh where it belongs. Yeah, try to I'm scare the really thing. loud. 
And uh, with a 29. Oh, he's pretty thoroughly spooked. <laughs> he is he is no longer interested in what seems to be the easy meal here, having bit down half on a person, but half on a giant chunk of wood. And there are very scary people in this boat. The creature retracts, uh, letting go with its mouth immediately. <laughs> and even now, starting to sink back down into the muck. Inori. Okay. It seems to be, as it retreats, almost moaning. And uh, what sounds like language, but nothing you can make out clearly. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I have three languages, but probably none, or four languages, probably none of them are what this thing's speaking. Do you know gobbledygook? Is that literally what it's called? <laughs> no. You don't understand what it's saying. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a semi-legitimate question. That's right. That is fair. It's Pathfinder, I do not fault you for this question. <laughs> um, so you get a full turn now, because we're into the first full round of combat. Spread out is over. Okay, I am going to do some So you kind of stunned, re expecting something, but not this, react as it tries to bite you. This, this, this thing. Oh, am I allowed to move the boat? Uh, it's a full round action if you want to move the boat. Okay. But you can't. Uh, you can move it up right, to 10 feet as a full round action. I'm going to defensively cast my brand new spell that I learned from Baylor's book. You will. Oh, mirror imaging time? Alright, so you uh, cast defensively. So go ahead and make me that check real quick. Concentration, since it's defensive, there's going to be. Okay, plus four to that. Bang. And with a 20, it will certainly be able to cast that defensively. Uh, you just learned this spell, and now it's time for it to go off. And you cast, and how many copies of Minori just appear? Um, it's D4, I believe. D4 plus one. D4 plus one, I think, right now. Yeah. It is going to be three. Trace. So with your spell... You split once, and then both of those split one more time. And you end up with a total of four copies of yourself. Standing together, illusory, flickering, and constantly shifting. Making it nearly impossible for this monster to figure out which one is you. And then... And, and then I'm going to attempt to slash it with the mighty CR. Death swing. Huzzah. Alright, that's too lower. My bad. I didn't do it. Uh, so it's a 23, not a 25? Yes. That's still going to be more than enough for you to sink CR into this creature as it retreats back into the bog. So give me some of that damage. Woo! Ooh, the, the 8 Woo! on the D8. You love to see it. This thing bit you. And yeah. you are gonna return that almost twofold as you fit as you swing CRN solidly into the creature. It is as squishy as it appears, and your blade cuts through cleanly, leaving a large gash in the top of its head as it screeches in pain, trying to retreat slightly more quickly. Dara. 
Alright, so uh, I could use the grit to do. It, is it kind of armor where I can use my grit to. Uh, armor is the thing that most creatures have. Like, their hide is still considered armor, not literally armor. So you would ignore. But, well, it depends, I guess, on the situation. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But but usually it's ignoring things like a dragon's scales as well as it is people's armor. Because it, it lets you resolve against touch AC, right? So anything that would be hardness, most creatures are going to have. It, it's almost always going to make you hit anywhere from at least a little better to much, much better. Usually depending on how slow they are. And this thing seems pretty slow. Okay. Um, well, Dar is not about this boat life here, so he's going to take out two acid bolts and do the rapid shot with the grit ignoring armor, or whatever it is. Okay, so now it is per shot to ignore the yeah, armor and to hit on touch. You're going to spend. You, yeah. I, you can spend two grit. I'm just making sure that you are whether you are spending two grit. Yeah. Um. So what would be my attack modifier for a rapid shot? It should just two. be your regular rapid shot macro. That's I nothing. haven't had time to sing yeah, yet. Yeah, she hasn't so. started singing. You have any buffs? It's just oh, normal okay. default rapid shot macro. Okay. So you lose two bolts, and you get a 10 and an 18. And if you spent two grit, both the 10 and the 18 will connect. Uh, this creature is large and fleshy and pretty much is just one giant weak point and even as you react quickly you take a moment to aim steady and land these bolts at what seem to be the weakest points of this flailing monster around the joints where the tentacles connect to the body and you connect both of them so give me two damage rolls okay uh, and then with the uh, uh, did I say I put the acid on or no? You did, yes. You used okay. firing two acid bolts. Uh, say that again? You're firing two acid bolts, yeah. Okay, so and is there a damage modifier for that? The acid bolt adds, what, 1d4 acid D4. damage? Yeah. So you, you just roll your damage twice and then just roll 2d4s. Okay. So 11 damage on the first bolt. Cool. And 10 yeah. damage on the second, so 21 plus 2 D4s. Okay, let's see if we get my this is why I can afford to just be tanky <laughs> and CC, because I'm not the damage dealer. You have a I love taste. this. And it was, sorry, you're gonna have to run again. Uh, just slash R space 2 D4. Oh. You can use the die roller on the left too. You can do shabby things and just use the, the manual oh. thing if you want to. Whatever is easier for you, really. I love the die roller. Okay. So like that? Exactly there. like yes. that, yes. Exactly. And with That's five damage, that gives you 26. That's a good turn. 26 damage coming out of your two shots of the crossbow there, which means... Not only do you immediately get refunded one of those grip points, <laughs> what do you do? What happens to this creature as you've lodged two acid bolts in its face? Hmm. So Dara is, he's not about this water thing. And he's going to immediately, as he sees uh, Inori slice through it, it bolsters his confidence. 
and he uh, slides in acid bolts, hoping for the killing shot to end this as soon as possible, so no damage comes to the boat, uh, and zones in all of his focus, and both the shots leave the uh, crossbow with perfect precision straight into the target, exactly into Inori's slice. Dara definitely spent time preparing Ooh. to have nothing to do with whatever was going to come out of this water. And when the time came, boy, did he provide. That's As accuracy just, there. Right where I slice? This, this was... <laughs> you you literally, the creature came up, bit on Inori. And Inori's like, hey, swings his sword down. And Dara just pap pap and puts two bolts in that Dara cut. has been riding thing. in this boat with five acid bolts in one hand and a crossbow <laughs> in the other. <laughs> the thing immediately just floats back into the water. That wound left by Ciaran still sizzling from the acid bolts lodged within as it immediately goes down and Baylor is like, oh, 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 whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nori's going to look back at Baylor with her four images and just go, aww, and all four of them are going to mimic her voice. It's going to be really loud. So, so oh. is, it, is it planes? Uh, da, 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 da. What is an O2? Let me double check. It oh, is yeah, aberration. aberration, so dungeoneering, I believe. Yep. Because you find these in, like, sewers and stuff. And with a 21 on Dungeoneering, yeah, they're not a terribly rare creature. Uh, O-Tugs are a nuisance. They are a nuisance in the same vein as, like, manticores can be in some areas, just generally less deadly. They are still, make no mistake, very much deadly. Like, these things will just kill and eat commoners that wander into them, but, like, uh, like Derp said, it's not uncommon to find these things living in the sewer systems of larger towns. But an Otug is a near mindless scavenger that pretty much just lives to eat. And turns out can eat the vast majority of things. And they live in absolute filth. By choice, which makes them very prevalent carriers of disease. So you are immediately seeing this. Your reaction, not attacking or casting spells, is concerned that Inori was bitten by one of these. But it's no surprise that your party is able to take care of something like this that quickly and that easily because they're just not that big of a problem to hardened adventurers. Uh, Inori, which one of these legs are real? Because we might want to look at that bite. Oh, it's fine. I've been bit um, by things before. I have the um, uh, wand that we were given with the full 50 charges of cure light wounds. Don't I, I, moderate I, thought I, I thought I had that. Yeah, currently, Anori still has it. Oh, well. Well, I was going to give it to one of you anyway. That, so was, gonna... that was a thing. You, I figured you gave it to us when you Yeah, we'll do that. House. We'll do that right now, then. I'll just hand okay. it over. Give it to someone who's capable of casting the spell. Yeah, yeah. I was just holding it for one of you guys. <laughs> so I will use a charge off that. Can, do I... can you use it without her getting rid of mirror images first? Oh, yeah, I'll have to... Wait on that. How long does it last? I just uh, five, five minutes. minutes. 
well, we can just hang out for a few minutes. I can enjoy yeah, I mean, you, It's dismissive. We don't know I mean. if there's anything else inside if you want to keep it up just in case. All yeah, right, all right. Mirror right, Image is an incredibly powerful defensive spell with the downside Can't, that it is just as defensive against your friends. I mean, if they're Mirror Images, though, and, and Heal Light Wounds and stuff is like a touch spell, if I set can it on the, the real Anori oh. not come over and touch me? They all move around with her. The point right, is, it's but like won't it's only a, no, one but if actually you hold out your hand, and they come and touch the spell willingly. He would have to do it without one of the constantly shifting clones walking into it, which is a good thought. I'm making me consider the specifics of exactly how mirror image works. I mean, because we could hand her a potion, and she could drink it. Okay. And you can do that. Fine. You can do that. You could definitely well, enter a potion. Do that like then. A, Who's got a, one? A touch spell, this. I'm not... Because they're always shifting to make it impossible for opponents to tell which is the real one. How is she going to do point to herself? They're all going to point to themselves. Yeah, like, exactly. even, even walking yeah. into yeah, it, she's basically surrounded by this crowd. You didn't actually images. have any feeling to them. They do, they because don't. you physically oh. hit them. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, they don't, like... Okay, they don't have feeling like they don't feel, but they are physical illusions. That are okay. just smashed. So, I, away if one of them touches me, I'd feel all four of them touch me. Exactly. That's what you're well, okay. you know, like they all would feel. Real, I'm with you. Basically. I'm with you. I'm, just I'm give just her, gonna give put her a potion. A cure light wounds potion on the ground. On the boat. Yeah. He just puts it on the boat. What do you and Ori's take this? All the, the and all four, four hands are gonna converge on it and pull out four cure light wounds potions. Toss them back and take the eight plus one healing. And you do get the plus one fort save from this. Oh, we got we get all the fancy golden <laughs> alembic ones. Yeah, I still have five Fantastic. more. Bang the fire! And it gives you nine tonight. health, so she's good to go. And Nori's healed up. All right, uh, now that that's settled, I'm gonna push the boat right up to over here. We're just gonna ignore the floating filth monster. And we'll just uh, abandon this creature and leave it to its business and. Pull the boat up right alongside the staircase as well as we can. Maybe the crocodiles will lead it later. Who knows? Yeah, you'll leave it to do stop, whatever. Everybody. It's, it's, got a, it's got O2 business to attend to. So for the sake of not rocking the boat... Well, never mind. <laughs> so the group of you dismount the uh the boat onto the stairs and begin to make your way up into the pump house now the stairwell half like below water as it is is not a very large landing area so you got to start heading inside before everyone can really file in properly tie down the boat to something <clears throat> I mean, so it does not float away there's not yeah, a water there's current. not like a current okay it'd have to be something right. would have just to making sure just in a, <laughs> it's, a still, it's a still bog there's okay. no current whatsoever in this okay. this is a mire that should be dry might shift an inch or so yeah i mean but painting a, a intelligent crocodile i <laughs> mean carrying your boat away your barge is going nowhere Hey, I question nothing. We've talked to an yeah. intelligent snake, an intelligent bog monster, intelligent crocodile, not that far off. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Are you guys you, coming in this thing? Because I know where he makes the way. We have to wait for you to get out of the way. Towards the door, she can see that the thinner or the thinner stone outer walls here give way to a somewhat more healthy interior but what appears to just be a narrow entrance hall inside the door i want to let nell go first 
I can't get off the boat yet. You can jump onto the stairs. I don't think I want to jump off of the boat. Just move over so I can get up. Go. Nori begrudgingly moves forward. Uh, light spills in from the doorway here, but otherwise the interior of the penthouse, or the penthouse, the pump house. The penthouse. <laughs> if this is the penthouse. I'm the scared. interior of the pump house itself is dark. So lighting solutions. Lantern. Everybody getting their various lanterns or light spells. Uh, light on the tip of the glaive. Yeah, you guys, I know you guys have got more than enough. I'm just double checking. Everyone is, in fact, lighting up. Doing light. Yeah, I'll light up as well. All right. So I'm going to go in here. Roll 20 does cool things with this because I can just kadink and kadink. Now there be light. Which still, since my view that I have for the stream is the combined view of everybody is just truly huge because low light vision from Baylor means that the general aura is gigantic. As soon as he steps out of the doorway, you, it fades. You inferior instantly. humans and your lack so of So Nell makes vision. his way around the corner uh, into the front of the pump house proper. And from here, from this doorway, go ahead and move yourselves up to this corner and position yourselves how you will around Nell as he works his way into the proper well room here. This opens up into the main belly of the building, which is a very large open space. Uh, it looks like it once contained a slew of supplies or machinery fit for repairing or operating the well and the pump itself. Uh, the floor cuts away and drops down around the corner of the door up to the north. 60 feet down into the actual proper well. It goes... Let me double check. It's, yes, uh, 20 feet down to the surface of the water. Way less than I thought. I was like, I was thinking 60. That seems really deep considering the bog is up against the side of the building outside. So I double checked it. But still, 20 feet down to the proper well uh, where the water level is. And this massive wooden apparatus that used to be the bones of the pump house itself and what made it actually function. And as you look into the room, though it no longer sports most of these supplies or machinery it once did, but it was functional, it does have several other things. Numerous, pretty upset-looking creatures. Humanoid, very much undead, and curious as the approach of light, and then very, very upset by the rounding of the light coming around the corner as they all throw up hands, reel back, and hiss almost in unison before pulling themselves together and rushing towards the door. I'm going to need another roll of initiative, my friends. Time to do my job. Well, you are in fact in the doorway. This is the optimal Nell Stalwart position here. Give me a moment to hold many of these. Okay. Did I do them all? Be six. That is six. Got him. Oh, there's a so, few. So, question. Answer. 
In the event of an initiative tie, does my D4 count towards the tiebreaker? What do you mean? Is it part of his like, yeah, base initiative? For yeah, the is it part of my bonus for the purposes would, of determining which one of us go first? I would say yes, because as of the initiative check, that is part of your initiative stat. So does that would put you probably at the 20.5 here, I would imagine. I she think is, so. What's, about a dex what's your initiative modifier, Kahina? My initiative modifier is... Oh, hers is, hers is six, and that would put mine to six. Well, it's a roll, roll off, off then. So her, hers is naturally higher. Okay, without, we'll put her. We'll put hers up there. We'll make her the point. Her first. That's fine. I don't think it matters too much either way. I just you have way more issues than I thought you did. All right, so Kahina. She has charisma to initiative. Yeah, uh, I do. Kahina parked behind Nell as he comes into the room and just sort of looking at the machinery here based on his initiative roll and not the horde of undead in front of him, you are the first to react. Hey, look! There are things that have initiative lower than me. It is all of them, yes. Do you intimidate <laughs> all of them or one of them? It's one of them, isn't it's it? One. I pick they're one. Oh. And let me If they're intelligent. Check. Well, let me double check. Intelligence are are undead immune to fear? Is the question. Yes, yes, they, they are. are. I in think fact, they're immune. You, you cannot intimidate undead. Oh, I can't intimidate them. No. I mean, in character, you can still yell at them. Yeah, you can still yell at them, but the two things that look like animals you successfully intimidated the literal snake and the flesh blob, and the people are immune to being intimidated entirely. <laughs> I have a, like, with my chill touch spell, they don't take damage if I hit them with it, but it absolutely says these undead will flee if. Hit with this. That's, that's I mean, a specific thing. Yeah, that's not fear. That oh, is like okay. So it's not based on fear. It's just yeah, flee. Like, yeah, there action. is a. There are specific things that will make undead run away from you, but they yeah. are immune to fear and intimidation. Demons of the night, this is no longer your home. They think it's still their home. <laughs> they disagree. They're wrong. <laughs> it's no longer their home. Um. That's a free for me to do that, right? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's not just part of So I actually, action, with my higher initiative, actually get to do something, correct? Yes, you still get your entire turn. There's no surprise okay. around here. You come through All the right. door and a bunch of ghouls are like, Hey! And everyone's aware there's a battle. I'm going to start performance. Start performance. <laughs> that just like... leads right off that. So, like, telling the demons of the night, we will purge them from this place. This is no longer your home. The good people of Stockies will suffer you not to live any longer. So you begin your bardic performance, inspiring courage in those around you. Baylor, you see what is about to transpire, but you are not in a fantastic position to capitalize on it, perhaps. What do you do? I'm in a fantastic position to knowledge religion. Damn schools. Both in and out of character, anybody, really anybody, who grew up and lives in Galarian, scholar or otherwise, is going to be fairly familiar with the common ghoul. This is one of the most proliferant threats to your average person that Galarian faces, because they are both an incredibly common 
and incredibly dangerous strain of undead. You know that they are intelligent. There have been reports and stories of ghouls that have been talked to or reasoned with, but the ones before you seem to be pretty close to feral. Being undead similar to every other type of undead, they are driven by that insatiable hunger. Some handle it better than others. These don't seem to handle it too great. They look real mad. You know, of course, the first thing that comes to mind as you recognize what is approaching you is the primary threat of the ghoul, which is the paralysis that any of their strikes can inflict. They rack your body with negative energy and render their opponent entirely helpless. And though many people, including you, Mr. Half-Elf, don't have a whole lot of difficulty shaking off these effects, the sheer number of ghouls in the room makes it an incredibly dangerous threat in whatever is about to happen. So, there we go. It's... So, that said, anyway... Anyway, here's haste as he quickly casts the spell and everyone feels that speed through their body. Their reflexes quicken, their vision almost narrow, and time seems to slow down a little bit, which would be a really cool flavoring for your haste, actually. Is it everyone, as a chronomancer, everyone that you haste oh, yeah. literally perceives time slower? Jedi style? I'm not gonna give you your, your flavor, but I think that's pretty cool. That, that, that's half the, well, it's a good spell in the first place, but it also fits really well with Chronomancy, so I'm it like, I'm absolutely taking that as soon as I can. Fantastically well with Chronomancy. This ghoul <clears throat> is going to simply charge forward towards Nell, just enraged and attacking. And as it reaches you, it jumps out almost uh, to grab you and just try to start eating the still living man in front of it. What is your, uh, this is the billionth time, flat-footed? 20 flat-footed? Yeah. Okay, I always forget you're flat-footed, though it does come up a decent amount. And as he approaches, before you can react, you get your shield up, but the sheer ferocity of this creature as it collides with you surprises you, and it sinks its teeth into your shoulder. You take five damage, and you are paralyzed immediately with your, with your shield up, what? your body just locks. And you feel yourself completely unable to move and are simply forced to watch as the rest of the horde descends on you. And I actually need one more fortitude save. So this... This went south quickly. I mean, the good news, Nell is still in the doorway, but he is very much helpless as the horde descends upon him. Another ghoul throws itself forward, seeing the weakness piling on. And let me familiarize myself real quick with what exactly prowl. You, you still probably have a half-decent AC here. Double it's gonna 
bottom it a lot, but I don't think Yuri's bad off as most people. Okay, so you lose your dex modifier, and you're also your dex modifier turns to negative five. Did you even have a dex modifier, AC? Uh, not yet. Alright, you're flat-footed anyway. So you're actually still AC 15 paralyzed. So you're, you, your armor is still there. Your shield is still in front of you. They are still between you and the descending horde. And it does, in fact, uh, pose enough of a wall to prevent this second ghoul from being able to get in and do any damage to you as he just scrapes his claws across your breastplate. The third ghoul here, unable to just jump into this full fiesta style, is going to move in as he can and also give a merry attempt at trying to dig into the meal that has just arrived in the door. And you are going to take an additional three damage, and I need one more for it to save from you. As, as you pull out, as you hear this more than see it, pull out your crossbow and move to assist, you see the frozen form of Mel in the doorway completely as if he was stopped in time. Alright, so I'm going to do my uh, five foot move. Okay. Um, up one, and I can peer around the wall and still shoot, right? Yes, yeah, so you can peer around the wall and still shoot. Yeah, you're just using the wall as cover, basically. The problem okay. is, since Nell is frozen and he can't move himself out of your way as he fights, he is it's basically neutral cover here because he's trying to shoot past your paralyzed friend. You don't have a risk of hitting him, but it makes it harder to hit the ghouls that are piling on him. Okay. Um, I, so I've got three shots from the feet. And yeah, I'm... From my performance if you're rapid shotting two. with haste, you have three shots, yes, and they all have a plus three, two from Tina, and one from haste. Okay. So if you want to just do your regular shot at plus one, because that's where you end up, minus two from rapid shot, plus three from situational bonuses. If you want to just do your regular shot at plus one three times, feel free to do that. But as you move up and take just an instant to assess the situation. Oh, that was the hitting noise, not the shooting noise. Pretend that was shooting. There we go. Losing three bolts quickly. One gets a 13. One gets a 13. And one. I was thought we did not pull out the triple twos on the die. Uh, all three of them, unfortunately, as you try to maneuver these awkward shots around the corner and past your paralyzed friend, shield raised, his armored shape almost more in your way than it is the ghouls. All three of the bolts sail past this mass and clatter against the wall in the distance. Inori. Can I get to this square next to Nell? Uh, yes. It is going to be 10 feet of movement to go through Kahina, 10 feet of movement, and three AOs to go through Nell. Unless three AOs. Oh. Because it's you have to go through this square, but which would provoke an AOO from all three of them. But you've got um, less of a chance for them to hit you because you have mirror image on. You do still have mirror image on you. 
This is true. So each of them, even if they do hit you, yeah, and haste, this gives you another plus one to your AC. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to do it, and I'm not gonna try to acrobatics or nothing. That's just You're just gonna, gonna duck through and count <laughs> on your armor and your magical doubles to defend you. And they will take three swings at you. What is your AC right now? Uh, sixteen. Is that with the plus one from haste? No, seventeen with a plus one from the haste. All right. So the your song doesn't affect AC, right? That's just no, it for no. it's a very offensive. Yeah, it affects yeah. saves, but uh, not. Did it affect his saves against the? Uh, with the plus two, none of his save outcomes would have changed. Okay. I'm not sure if he included it or not, but even if they I were, I did too not higher, include it. Okay, yeah, two higher would not have affected any of them so far. He hasn't been too off anything. So I'm gonna roll these just out open. You got you and three clones right now. So the first ghoul immediately sees a much fleshier and much less paralyzed target that needs dealt with coming through. On the bottom, he reaches around to swipe with a claw as you pass, and it rakes across, for as you, a mirror image, shattering it, leaving you with two clones left. The one in the middle is far too preoccupied with his meal to turn his attention, but the one you arrive directly in front of has the perfect opportunity to just try to take an entire bite out of you. So I'm gonna roll d6. Five or six is this bite lands on you. With a three, he bites into and shatters another mirror image as it dissipates into shards and mist. You arrive safely, but with only one image left to protect you. Okay. <clears throat> now that I am here, uh, I'm going to swift action and imbue my sword with some of my magical energy to make it a little stronger. And now as you close, you're forced to, do, to duel with these these ghouls here as you cast your spell and you're not casting a spell you're just buffing him using the uh the arcane tool. well that that's a swift if i were to spell strike that doesn't use my swift i don't think no that's it does not standard so yeah. you let some of the latent power uh from yourself flow into crn and ignite your sword of magic all right i'm going to attempt to spell strike the guy on the top here with uh shocking Can you spell grass. strike if you move he can spell strike, he cannot he spell okay. combat. Right, he can spell strike, he can't spell combat. Yeah, okay. Right. So what spell are you casting? Um, shock and Grasp. All right, and after that quick burst of energy, you feed the lightning directly into CRN and swing towards the ghoul. And four for me. ha -bang. Oh, come on. Was that one my plus two? It's a hard one. Oh, I plus two is relevant. Could be a plus three. I had a plus four on that, and it was a hard one. With a with a hard one, I mean, you as you try to get in the door here, and you see these ghouls, feral, and just savaging towards anyone that comes to this door, and biting into Nell as he's frozen in place. You are focused wholly on keeping yourself safe. You surge the magic into CRN and take a cautious swing forward, but 
your priority here, as demonstrated by your swing, is very clearly on keeping yourself at, at an arm's length from these beasts. And I'm pretty sure as long as I don't touch anything else, that will stay in my sword even though I miss. Yes, the shocking grasp isn't going anywhere because it hasn't been discharged yet. Okay. Exactly. So now, uh, this, I don't know if this has come up yet on the Paizo channel. We have a house rule. Because as you lay here paralyzed, you are fully aware of everything that's happening to you, but you are absolutely powerless to prevent it. There is nothing you can do. And it turns out, from a play perspective, that's not super fun. Some spells, like Hold Person, have a closet at the end of your turn. You basically get to use a full round action to try and make another save against the effect. Any effect cast on a player or major enemy or NPC, which completely removes their ability to make choices on their turn gets the hold person clause where you get an additional save at the end of your turn which is just you focusing all your effort on the trying to force through so now all you and that will make it expire at the start of your next turn so that you can play again with an 18 you focus your hardest and you just try to force movement hot roll We'll find out next turn if it was successful. In the back here, this ghoul is going to delay one because the other ghoul in front is. They are intelligent. The other ghoul in front of them realizes that he. Well, they're kind of super stuck back here. This ghoul is going to cautiously move forward, uh, giving a wide berth back to the well here and just hissing angrily out towards the party as he comes to the door. This hissing immediately forms words in common, in fact. No surprise to Baylor, but the rest of you guys may not care to be aware that ghouls are fully intelligent creatures. This is out. Food. At last. This one is going to move forward almost like hopping as it moves with excitement to get to tear into whatever has wandered into this lair. The last one in the back has a thought. And he turns towards the canal next to him that feeds into the main face of the well and readies himself like he's going to jump over it. This is how the queen! Rouse the queen! Don't and rouse the queen! Just don't! Let's not do that. Jumps across the well and heads off out of sight. Kahina. All right. Kahina, having a weapon that has some reach. You um, do have reach, so you can fight through now. It's time for the sword and board. <laughs> it's time for the sword and board. That is exactly what we're doing. So I'm going to go for the one that's right there in front of uh, Nell there, I guess. Or I can actually hit the one in front of Anori. So I can reach up. You can hit one. any of them. Yeah, you have 10 for reach. You can slap yeah. any of the three goals slap that are in melee right now. Slappy slaps. All right. You also have haste, so you could potentially slap two of them. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. slap two goals. Really. Yep. And plus slaps. one from haste, plus two from me. 
Uh, with a 21, your first swipe with the scimitar will absolutely connect. Or with the glaive, rather. Uh, scimitar is the sound effect I'm using, so I was just reading that word. Okay. And um, roll damage on that first, because schools are not known for having a ton of health. Okay. Which one is this? The one in front of Anori? Haste doesn't give extra damage, right? No. No, it doesn't. Okay, so just the two from me. It already does way too much. Uh, six damage, a one on the D10 is always the field bad too. You said the one in front of Anori, right? Right. So you strike him once with the glaive as he reaches towards your badges and you stab into the ghoul's chest and he recoils a bit, turns his gaze towards you, enraged, and you swing again. Twenty-three. Once again, you connect with this school, and with a follow-up strike and seven damage, you cut him down, leaving a path for Anori forward open. Do you, you want to? You, you'd full attack. You don't want to five foot step anywhere. I'm assuming you're probably pretty happy where you are. I didn't hear any of that over the music. Yeah. You, you want a five foot step anywhere? Oh, if I want a five foot step? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have a much more severe problem with this than anyone else does, so I wonder if it's somehow your audio setup. I mean, when you well. turn towards your mic, it's fine. Well, it, it's. I. There's definitely an issue here. Hers might just be worse than everybody else's. No, it does sound kind of like your volume gets turned down when the music gets loud. Yeah, I. I, I can see if there's anything I can fix there because it's it is the fact that I'm mixing it's it to one track. The music is like deafening that. in my ear. It uh, shouldn't be. Yeah, it, it is very loud. Awesome. All right, Baylor. All right, I'm going to move up here. I'm gonna call to Dara to get behind Kahina. And I think I'm gonna go for the one on the bottom with a splintered spear. All right. So you fire your spear out past Nell through to this ghoul, hoping to connect even past your paralyzed combat, hoping to find some opening it can pierce through. Trusting in his armor to protect him. That's a 29 opening found. It would absolutely connect with the ghoul in the back. Splintering and shredding through him as it does. Give me that damage. Nine damage, though. The downside, RN Jesus giveth, RN Jesus taketh away. You hit him. But unfortunately, you, in the grand scheme of things, do very little. Well. And they're undead, so they don't bleed. And they do not bleed. No, they are, in fact, undead. This ghoul, in the middle, is going to see his friend injured, but he is overwhelmed. He has had a bite of Nell, and in his hunger and his lust, he cannot stop himself. And he is going to tear into Nell so viciously 
But he provokes an AOO for Minori as he pays her no heed at all, as well as Kahina. As he attempts to just savage the fighter. So, Inori, let me, give me, let me get your AOO first. Alright, so you connect, and that as you slice into this school here, discharges the electricity from your sword into its body. You have a long sword, right? It's technically a long sword, yeah. That should be a crit threat then. That was a 9, not no. a 19. It was not, yeah, that yeah. was not even close to a crit threat. But Romeo, give me your damage and your shocking grasp. <clears throat> Oh, I saw a 19 in the macro roll, and I thought it was... Okay. And with a 21 between the slice and the follow-up blast of lightning that physically knocks this ghoul back off of Nell, he is obliterated as he attempts to dig in. <laughs> obliterated. Oh, Beyond yeah. obliterated. That, that ghoul is powder. He is... So you're well, saying what, we don't need a heal check to see if he's dead. What he was hoping to do to... Well, he's undead, so you don't... I mean, really yeah, he was dead when we got here. Yeah. Are you sure we can't burn this place down? It's made of stone. So... You're paralyzed. You can't speak. <laughs> this bottom ghoul, injured, cannot help himself but try to take one more additional bite out of the man in front of him, which he does, but cautiously, only dealing two more damage before he tries to retreat back, which does again provoke from Kahina. Even when I'm not actually participating, I'm still a wall. Because I <laughs> guess we need to figure this out for later. It doesn't connect regardless. But I'm not actually positive if you both, like if you would use your AOO. I don't know if there's an order of operations to AOOs, but since Inori obliterated the first one immediately, I'm gonna say she took the opportunity to swing at that one and you swung your glaive at this retreating ghoul uh, with the spear stuck through him. Dara. Alright, so Dara's gonna follow Baylor's advice and get behind Kina. Um... And is going, that's a five foot shot, and then is going to do three shots again and try and hit something. Alright, so once again, you are going to line up with your crossbow. Fire three shots to the doorway at who? Um. Not at something, it's got to go into somebody. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, sorry, this is a little bit late. But uh, I was hoping for one for the undam, uh, the, the one you that's already You can declare it as you go. You don't have to just say I'm all up front. Oh, okay. So you can do that uh, shot at, like, hypothetically, the Wendigo that's running away, and if it kills him, then you can put the second shot somewhere else. If it doesn't, you can put the second shot into him. It's not okay. it's not yeah, Warhammer. You, you pick your targets as you go. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So, yeah. If you so see I the want... one goes down while you're reloading, you can fire your second shot exactly. at somebody else. Exactly. Okay. So I'm going to... So should I do the damage on that one? The one that I want to do, the one that's already injured. Okay, yep, and then give me the damage on that one. Okay. He's already hurt, and there's a very good chance that 11 damage absolutely takes that rec retreating ghoul down. And he uh, collapses, hitting the ground and kind of sliding out as the crossbow bolt lands in his back. 
Okay, so then he's gonna do the other two at the other. And then one more shot uh, does unfortunately go wide on the next school, but you got one more. 16 won't do it. A 22 will absolutely do it. And is that, I'm assuming, just the next closest school? Yeah. Oh, wrong oh, button. Crap, that's the wrong button. Sorry. That's sorry. not the damage button. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Oof. Six did, damage. Did you add the two? Eight damage. Oh. No. So, I right, because not. of Kena. Eight damage as you launch a crossbow bolt into the next ghoul's torso as he just kind of considered. Did you his add options. the two for your rolls? Uh, no, he didn't. I didn't. I did not. So, did the 16 plus three hit then? That uh, 16 it... plus three no. would hit. Yeah, if you, if you missed everything on that, you didn't Yeah, have she any didn't add modifiers. plus three to any well, no, of her. Because I have the new, neutral, right? Because I was standing behind two people? That affects their AC, not your shot which actually does mean that that actually wouldn't hit even with the plus two so no that's still fine it all worked out uh and nori okay uh that dude's paced that dude is paced and the guy in front of you dead as well after two slashes past you from kana's glaive all right um i'm gonna move up to Stanky boy over here. And uh, deliver an attack. And we're still hasted, so that and this and that. So in an instant, with this haste, you flash forward as far as the ghouls can see over the corpse of his comrade and are already swinging as this ghoul looks back from the crossbow bolt it just took. But unfortunately, another hard one. It's a good thing I have haste for an extra attack. You move. So you, uh, so you, have to, uh, you have to get a full attack for that one. Shinmu, so you, you are the one. Do you sing, swing your sword quickly by Nell forces movement through his body. Finally. And as the ghouls in front of him fall, regains control of himself. And you can now take your turn. Well, despite having haste and everything, my job is still to be the wall. Um, can I step up into this square? Yeah, you can walk up there because you can. Uh, there's not like a, a wall or anything that prevents you from going this way. Like okay. if this was a corner, you'd have to do this. I mean, either way, you could you'd still get there. It's just whether or not you take an ALL, but you can step through there fine. All right, and now that I'm here. Uh, we're gonna do the thing we do all the time, and we're gonna combat expertise with a plus two. Uh, you, having regained control, are going to attempt to take a swing at this ghoul as you approach, and as he avoids Anori's blow, still injured from the crossbow, even a six on the die, giving you a 14 with the combat expertise is enough to catch him. So give me that damage, Nell. That's a qu thing you don't hear very often. Yeah, that's plus two to damage as well, right? Yes. Yes. And with a nine, in fact, as you step forward, you cut this ghoul down, leaving yet another one out of the way 
as you work your way through the pump house. My AC is now 27. Right. This ghoul is going to simply step forward somewhat cautiously, attacking less wildly and ferociously as he has seen this party coming through the door just delete his four comrades. But that is not going to stop him from doing his best to still attempt to land some attacks as he comes at you full force, swinging both claws and bringing his teeth to bear. But against the wall that is now that you're putting up, it is nothing but just slamming against your armor and your shield. Not even coming close to causing you any actual threat now that you have your guard up and prepared. Turns out if you let me get to my initiative, I get real tanky. But in the distance, further down where this uh, ghoul had disappeared up to the north, you hear a sound. And it sounds very enraged and very unhappy. Kahina. Kahina, seeing that uh, the wall is mobile again, she is going to move here and <coughs> seeing he is within touching distance she's going to reach out and snag the back of his neck as she normally does hand to flesh and do channel that hot uh, healing action cure light wounds into me so with an incantation as you approach that magic fills your hand you only have to reach out and touch him as you approach for the magic to do its work. So how much D8 plus 5, right? Plus 5, yeah, you're at the cap, so it won't scale up anymore, but D8 plus 5. Mm-hmm. He 12. heals for 12. A fantastic cure light wounds, if mm-hmm. I do say so myself. And the what bite marks and injuries there were painful but far from life-threatening anyway close and all but disappear leaving just the smears of both his and the ghoul's blood across his breastplate Baylor. I'm gonna turn to Dara and indicate upward and say more may come from this way we should all get inside together and there is of course a <laughs> corner here that you can see he's referring to off in the distance out of sight the wizard and the archer do not want to be caught alone in the back by a horde of ghouls that's the bad times Miller moves into the room quickly that's yeah that's only 30 I still got haste 35 because you have to go well, yeah, but... a body but yeah you have haste so you're more than fine still plenty I'm gonna go all the way over here and try myself another spear. He's going to get the clearest possible shot he can before he launches out another spear through the air towards the school. And with a 19, that'll connect. Once again, doing the, the, the one on the damage. You get you got the consistent hits. Now you gotta work on the, the damage part of the splintered spear as your homework for tonight, Baylor. No, they're, they're, they're undead. They're not 
not the best for hitting with spears. That's... Yeah, you don't get the bleedy portion of the program where the cool stuff happens. What are you gonna do, Dara? Uh, okay. Um, so I will follow along behind Baylor. Uh, and I'm gonna go over here. Uh, and just shoot it. Uh, I guess two shots, regular shots. You can only shoot one if you move. Oh, right, right. Yeah, there's pretty okay. much no situation where you can shoot multiple shots if you move. Yeah. But you can come out, and as you move into the room, focusing on getting away from the bad things, you do get to lose one shot from your crossbow as you pass towards the school. Okay, and then what's my modifier? Plus three. Two from my song, Yeah, one you're not from rapid his. firing at all, so you're actually just at a plus three right now. A five, that gives you an 18, which... Even with the uh, cover of the battle he's having with Nell in front of him, even past that, you are pretty damn good with the crossbow. And you land that bolt regardless. And then okay. Plus two on your uh, damage from mine. Right. And with 11 damage, that crossbow puts his school down as surely as those before it. Minori. You heard that sound. You don't know what it is, but that ghoul ran off and something screamed. Something is coming. What do you do? I'm going to move over here by Baylor, and I'm going to cast shield on myself. Sounds like a pretty good choice of things to do. Knowing that something is coming and your stock of mirror images is definitely starting to run low. You summon a new defense, a field of arcane energy floating in front of you to hopefully deflect the ghoul's blows and keep them away from touching range. No. I'm going to say we should probably use the... I think I'm having a stroke. I can't remember what these are called. Hallway. <laughs> Should probably use the hallway to bottleneck this. Well, that goal ran off this way, up towards the north. And uh, from here, in fact, you can even just barely see him in one of the distant rooms to the doorway up here. Can I see him? He didn't go far. Well, you actually can't. Nori and Baylor. Oh, is it just Baylor that can actually? Because low light vision? My vision I ends can't. right here. Oh, you guys just barely actually can't. It, it's can, because of the, the something maybe because of the way that Ooh. I have uh, since I have all of your views combined it's giving Nell Baylor's low light vision On that I can screen. see so you guys actually your vision does actually end right here so you, you can hear him over there but you can't see him alright that's, where the, that's where the scream came from do my job as the doorman and I'm gonna move <laughs> to the door and I still don't see anything. So I don't get to utilize my bow. But I will ready to smack any enemy that approaches me. With that, this ghoul is going to re-emerge from a doorway up to the north. And let me check. Okay, so 10. 
he can get there. He's just got to make a running leap over this canal, which he's going to go for, because that's like a DC-5 acrobat. He actually can't fail that. You okay. can't fail that with a running start. Yeah. Well, you can if you have a negative acrobatics modifier, which is yes. what I was checking. He does not, in fact, have a negative acrobatics modifier. So he is going to leap across this small canal towards you where you wait in this little passageway very ready. Swing that sword, my dude. And with a 17, as he approaches, you connect. Is that even defensively? Are you just going for it? No, that's uh, combat expertise. Oh, because I can't change expertise. it. Or no, I could have, but no, I'm still going to be could. combat yeah, I'll just expertise. Double and you, you catch him with your longsword, and you land a solid blow, but not enough to entirely stop his assault. As he, like all those before him, attempts to bite you. And like all those who have tried while you were ready, completely fails to bypass your defenses. Your shield's still solidly out in front of you. The ghoul stands nearly no chance of connecting. But before we go forward to Kahina's turn, a new challenger approaches. <laughs> a ghoul emerges from the same room slower, more deliberately, still donning what appears to be scraps of full plate, but the majority of which has either been thrown away or lost, and she is left with just one pauldron bleeding down to an arm guard and her pair of greaves and a helmet perched on her head. She almost stumbles forward, clutching something small in her hand. Something small that, whatever it is, appears to be causing her great, great pain. It almost looks like she's, she's clinging to a burning coal from a fire. And regardless of how much it hurts her, she does not loosen her grip. She simply looks at you and yes out, lets out another screech of pain before jumping across the canal and in as well. And she, I uh, do not believe, gets to attack. Because that guy just barely, yeah, she doesn't get to attack. That's a double move for her to get there. Kahina, with her haste, <clears throat> is going to move here. <laughs> Hastily move 10 feet. Hastily here. And That's 15. It's two diagonals. Yeah, fair. And she is with her reach. If her reach will reach. Her reach her will reach, reach either reach. of them. Yes, you can smack them from right there. Okay, well, we're going to take out the secondary threat here, so let us go for the ghoul that's already been hit. Yeah, go for the, the injured ghoul and not the new contender Right, the here. injured ghoul. Um. Okay, oh, that's why I was like, what? Why will it not let me do the thing? Okay, Give me that, that three... That. I am the one. Fortunately, the one. Unfortunately, the, the one comes through in this one, regaining her title and uh, possibly shaking. All right, chat. 
by this ghoul that appears to be much more mm -hmm. formidable than her peers. I rolled a uh, one, chat. Give me a new color for my dice. You are unable to get the glaive uh, to land solidly, uh, just barely scratching across the school, doing no real damage. Baylor. You... I'm not going to make you roll a knowledge check. About, I was just about to ask if I needed to... You would recognize me like, this is still a ghoul of some sort, but this one is clearly much more powerful. Uh, this one appears to be far stronger than the rest of its kin. And it is no question that these things referred to it as their queen. This is a ghast, which is a common name for another fairly common type of undead, which is just a more powerful ghoul with more powerful paralysis and more powerful diseases. But this seems to be even more than a simple guest. This ghoul is a threat and will not go down as easily as their comrades. So, I'm gonna move over. And... Didn't mean to do that. Let's say, what are you doing, Inori? I'm the He's one casting the spells right now. How tall is the ceiling in here? It's only about 10 feet. It's a pretty squat building. Well, let's see how she deals with this then. I'm going to cast at the ghast Air Geyser. What is Air Geyser? Give me the, the cliff notes. What is this? A blast of air is going to come up under her feet and attempt to launch her into the air. So, the ceiling, as this spell manifests, uh, does she, I'm assuming, does she just take that? Now, let me look at this, okay. So. It's a reflex for half of the damage, and if she fails, she gets launched 30 feet into the air. Well, 10 feet into the air, so. And slams and into the ceiling, the ceiling and takes more damage. damage. And then more damage when falling. <laughs> mm-hmm, and damage when she hits the ground again. So is it, uh... Is it just the falling damage both ways if she fails it? That's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does it specify? Well, let me see. Let me make a reflex save first and see if it matters. You see 19. Surprisingly good reflex save. She does make it as she quickly reacts and moves ah. back. This ghast, in addition to being intelligent, seems to be familiar with magic and looks at you and readies for this spell before it even manifests, dodging mostly out of the way, so only taking the full... Dara. Oh, it would be right. hilarious to just slam her in the ceiling immediately. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I'm gonna five foot step over this uh, way and shoot the one shot at the um, hurt one. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, with that first shot, do you threat Chris on 19s? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Apparently so. Roll. That's a 32, and I mean, it definitely connects, so roll to confirm that. That's not confirming. It's not confirmed. Uh, roll the, oh, you haven't crit before. Roll the hit roll again. You roll the same hit roll. Oh, okay. With your plus three and everything. Yeah. 
And that is a 15. Which does, in fact, confirm. And you fully ready to focus on the primary threat here. Just deliver one final crossbow bolt centered into the head of this side goal. Which, uh, the damage would be twice as much as your normal damage, but that is just on the plus two twice and then the fact that you do an amount of damage very much going to remove that ghoul from being unalive and put it back to regular. <laughs> you, you pulled his head off his body and spiked it into a wall behind you. This, you very well head. may have, but that ghoul is entirely dead, leaving you just against the queen. But you have two more shots. Okay, and then the queen, does she have uh, partial cover or no? She does have partial cover for me, yes. Okay. It doesn't affect um, your roll, it just affects her AC. Okay, uh, well I'm gonna spend two more grit and then get two more acid bolts out. Okay, keep in mind you do get, you actually just got two grit. Cause you got one grit for critting and one grit for dropping a ghoul. So you should be at full grit right now, which is what, four? Okay, yeah. So you'll go back down to two. All right. Unless you crit again. Unless you crit again, or just drop her immediately, in which case you go up. So you are, Ignoring armor? Yeah. Okay. With two acid bolts. Does that also ignore cover? Is that to say you have a different thing to ignore cover, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're ignoring armor, but she still has cover. Yeah. Okay, so and then um uh so I do do each shot separately. Uh yes. And there's still these are the normal plus one for right now, because minus two for rapid shot, plus three for Kahina, and also haste. So it's just one? Yeah, it's one over your regular shot. It's just your regular shot plus one. Okay. Or you can use rapid shot plus three. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It works either way. The first one connects and with a 24. And the second... definitely connects uh, with an 18 on the die and a 29. So you land one to the head of this goal on the side and then two more pass two of your allies into the queen. So okay. you need damage twice and you have plus two on damage. So plus two on both. Mm. So eight and then 15. Oof. You got a one and an eight. <laughs> you got the two sides of a And of then RNG you have your there. acid. As you land uh, 2d4 more from the acid, that's right. 23 damage from the bolts and another 7 from the two things of acid. And these bolts strike into the queen. One into her shoulder, one into her chest. And she recoils, staggers back from the two hits, but does not stop. Now enraged. Inori. Well, seeing that uh, Dara rocked her, Anori's going to make her move and with a swift, uh, swift action, spell recall, shocking grasp. Bring that back. Spending a point of your magical attunement, you pull back the spell you'd already expended. Ready to and cast it again. Going to get in there. Move <clears throat> around over the fallen ghouls to address the queen personally. <laughs> personally. Uh, my sword plus one, plus two from the sun, plus one from haste, that's plus four. Yeah. Are you casting Shocking Grasp? Through my sword, absolutely. Of course. 
As the electricity crackles into your blade again, and you ready a swing. And with a 21, it does connect with the Quinn. Sweet. Who seems to be quick, but not quick enough for a hasted bounty hunter. Give me all that damage. Whoa! I, I don't know. He just clicked the. Oh, you can't use. You can't click on shocking grass. I guess it'll, not. Okay. It'll do that. Yeah, we can't use that one because 3D dice ruins that. It that's great for not 3D dice. So the electricity deals 17 damage. I don't believe she has any particular resistance to that. She does not. And then the actual sword damage. And the actual sword. I get it from her song and haste, but not from no, not from haste, haste. isn't damage, just two from her song. Mm -hmm. And then the one from, from my enhancement from my from Well my right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Bang. And that is thirteen. The queen still stands. Wow, I was about to all me that. Come on <laughs> now. I tried to steal that so hard. It is your thing after all. Yeah. So, I'm going to just swing twice. I mean, yeah, he got haste. So. And these are actually a plus three because I have haste. So, so your first swing of the long sword connects, and your second swing a twenty-four. That's pretty good for not having a very good, yeah, we're fifteen on the die. And the second one is a hard oh, one. So, one. unfortunately, the uh, the second one swings wide. But give me the damage on your one now. Plus two. You gotta roll a seven on the D8. 13 damage. What do you do? <gasps> <laughs> uh, he's going to come around the corner with a diagonal over the head swing, keeping his shield up. And then he comes back, hits his sword against the wall, stumbles. <laughs> realize that it's now fallen as he recoils from his failed swing and just kind of look down saying i guess that's it at, at that point not even like looking his shield is just up in front of him but he's just going for it he's like oh guys they did it <laughs> well done and about the most solid nelson i think we could get so, Shenmue, do you want to know how much health you left the queen with? I'm going to assume, because I've had two. so many all me's, there's probably one, like one HP left, because it's my life. Yeah. It was physically impossible for me not to kill it. Because I, I was know. like, that was such a good hit, there's no way, and I didn't get to all me. One, the streak has ended. One singular point of health. One off lethal. Left in the queen without a face from before your swings. We, before we search her. So that's, I missed it by one. Before we search her, can we break right quick to hit yes, the bathroom? We should, uh, we should definitely take a break because it has been almost three hours of playtime here. <laughs> yep. So let us continue. As uh, Nell, to his surprise, as much as everybody else's, puts the queen down, the pump house falls silent other than the buzzing of insects and the birds of outside time to check the bodies 
well, was this thing that she was grasping? As you uncurl her fingers, still even in death, clutching this thing, you can see that it appears to be a emblem about the size of a palm, which is a red diamond with the uh, paint uh, very much chipping and peeling off of the design. And an engraved rapier laid across the top of it. Uh, the whole thing underneath the chipping paint appears to be a combination of silver and gemstone. It's a fairly exquisitely made piece, all things considered, that would actually be worth a lot of money. And as you pull it out of her hand, you can see her flesh is physically burned and seared off down to the muscle and even the bone in some places where this thing was touching her. I'm going to appraise it real quick. All right, well, let's appraise it. Question one, what's it worth? Uh, with a 15, not materials alone, like 100, easy. Well, 100 gold. Does which anyone is... recognize the symbol, and also, is it magical? Knowledge, nobility, probably, or knowledge... If it looks like a family crest and it's not it religious. It would be knowledge religion, actually. I can roll that. Can... I got a 10. I actually forgot you could roll that. Right, oh, you can technically roll that. You can legally... Oh, uh... actually, I got a 12. Well, I got a 22, so... He got a 22. I forgot that by making friends with the paladin... And as if you... it's lawful good. You roll a detect magic over the thing this is the holy symbol of a god that has not been a god for a long time actually it was one of Erodine's heralds Stop named <laughs> named Arasni it's, it's so ancient that you're not a hundred percent sure what it used to be, but ever since uh, Erodin's death, Erasni worship has changed. It has changed from being the god of well something that Erodin would have approved of to being the god of undeath and even specifically beyond that, lichdom. But she took a different symbol after her fall. Her symbol was no longer the uh, rapier on this red diamond. It had changed to something else, a black lotus with the same rapier pierced through it. So this is her old symbol. So she worships uh, or worshipped a fallen god. Ironically, which then is now the god of undeath, but... <laughs> Based on the symbol, not what she was worshipping at the time. A god that has fallen, we don't know exactly. It's just. I mean, uh, this is just what Baylor knows. None of the rest of you recognize no. this thing at all, but I'm assuming he shares this. I, I, I would share the irony. Hmm. Said, was or was not magic? It was not magic. Uh, and as you swing the tech magic around the 
pump room itself, you actually do not detect anything magical in here. Uh, anything magical on the ghouls or anywhere around where you were fighting. What you Flames. do detect, however, is quite a few large encompassing residual auras of both abjuration and evocation over the majority of the equipment here. It seems like the pump house used to run through a combination of magic and engineering, but as much as the physical form of this is now defunct and not working and needs repair, the magical layers have in time kind of faded as well as what they were tied to just fell apart. Okay. I can uh, hop over this, right? Well, yeah, yeah. you can, uh, as long as your acrobatics isn't negative. It's two. Yeah, if it's not negative, if you take a running start, you can't fail jumping over that. Uh, so if you, like, can back up to here and jump over. Can we get a running start Because it's ten feet. Can you what? A running start's ten feet for acrobatics. Run this way. <laughs> oh, fair, yeah. There you go. But regardless, with a, with a five, I'm pretty sure you guys can just hop across this little thing. What was the name uh, of that could, herald again? You could take ten regardless. Uh, Arazni. Hmm. Found the back door. Uh, he, and exploring into the northern end here of the pump house itself, uh, you can see the interior workings of the sluice up here in the northwest, which was just a shallow trough that diverted pumped water out into the canal and stopped the bog that you came through from becoming a bog before it did that. But even as broken as it is, this is still the, this, this well that it's tapping in the pump house is still the origin of most of the water flowing through the stock of spur. So this water here and the water you see out here on the far side of the berm out the northern exits is moving. That is a lake. The let's go back to the the grand map real quick. Like that is what feeds out here into this canal. This is the this well and this spring is the origin of that water. So that water is moving. It's just the water that got stuck becoming a bog to the south that is completely still. Because at the moment, it's not even flowing over the berm. The berm's exposed, but it must have at one point. Mm -hmm. I look over the equipment and try to see what it would take to get this up and running again. As you look across it, the good news is it does seem to be mostly intact. Uh, make me a knowledge engineering check. Uh, 10 on the dice, so a 20. Oh, Dara's got two. That's just, though. okay, you don't know anything. That's fine. <laughs> Bella looks over at Dara's like, hmm, what he said. What, yes. Oh, what he said. <laughs> Most I am not familiar with pump houses. Most yes. of the basic structure of the well pump and the sluice structure itself is still largely intact. It's just the enough of this whole thing up here has fallen apart to render it completely unusable. But you don't have to use this. You could hook this up to a more uh, more traditional 
means of operation. There's plenty of room in the southwest corner of the pump house and probably how it was originally hooked up in the first place for this to be animal powered. And setting up something like that wouldn't be terribly difficult and wouldn't really even take that much know-how or materials. I mean, compared to some other improvements. It wouldn't take any more than fixing the roads or fixing the farms. It'd be a thousand gold worth of materials and you could get this thing running again. Now, do you want this, this, functional again? Because that is certainly doable. But that's going to be much more difficult. In addition to having to reinforce whatever magical means of locomotion and support this thing had, you're going to have to repair what is a fairly complex system. You're not positive how much this is going to cost, but it's anywhere from another 2,000 to 5,000 gold, depending on how development goes as you start working on it. You are going to need, uh, if you want to stand it cheaper into that and not hire an expert, you're going to need somebody down here overseeing this who at least understands the workings of these mechanisms. Somebody like Baylor, who has both the knowledge engineering and the knowledge arcana to make this work. That said, for like 3,000 total, you could probably get this thing running at full efficiency again. But you don't necessarily need that. Even just getting the pump going would be enough to drain the marsh to the south over the coming weeks. Drawing the swamp that's slowly inching towards and taking over what used to be the northern farms of Stockies away and giving you tons more usable land as well as drawing out all the marsh insects and just general nastiness that comes along with that mm -hmm. but fixing clean this fully water? clean water would come from repairing the pump uh, fixing this fully would allow the canal coming out of this to be regulated more efficiently you would be able to use the canals possibly for transportation that would be much, much faster than a horse or a carriage to get around Marat. In addition, it's not going to require maintenance, upkeep, or literal donkeys turning a wheel. Once it's up, we, it's just going to run itself. We could always get it running the old-fashioned way and if in the future we wanted to get the magical aspects of it running again. Because mm -hmm. one, one of the things we've yet to talk about is um, after the harvest and stuff, collecting taxes. It is something we have to do, you know, and some of the, <clears throat> some of the money and the, the point of taxes is to put some of the money back to work for the people. I know we have to pay the barony and whatever but some of that money could be funneled back into the pump house people might be a little more accepting of paying taxes if they know that the money's being put back to fix the pump well, house for a more immediate solution i mean we always could ask the baron he said if you guys had anything i mean we could tell him money. i don't know if he'd give us three grand but we could we could definitely ask that was actually the first thing he did when he moved on he was getting three grand of crafting oh, I mean, some, uh, we need like, three grand more carpentry. yeah hey well, can you give us that again well he might also be interested in the canal for 
for transportation purposes. There you go. He also, tra- uh, he also and it, it doesn't have to necessarily just be him as well. I mean, think about it that if uh, we can use that, that's a boon to everybody. We might even petition, uh, petition uh, Dame Crab and even maybe Voinum if it makes their lives slightly easier as well. So you should have no problem handing over another 3,000 gold to us because we, we deserve it. And so does the stockies. Well, it's worth, you it's convinced worth yourself. Trying. It's worth trying. Definitely. So We could ask for three and then maybe if we're lucky get one. You know, at least that helps. Is there anything in this empty room up here? Uh, there is nothing but the bones and rotted bits of whatever the queen's previous meals have been Uh over the last month or two since she was sent in here. But looking at this, this looks like a whole lot of refuse and carcasses for somebody who was sent in here to check this out. I think it was a couple couple years ago. Seems like a lot more than a couple years worth of ribs. Yikes. So, what is the over under on the amount of bodies in this place then? <laughs> it's largely going to be not people because people stopped coming here as they started dying uh-huh. to ghouls. But, uh, it's a lot of random livestock that have been picked off and even just deer or even gators. Crocs from the surrounding swamp. Uh, a couple hundred. Wow. Okay. Is her well, the other armor thing that has to be dealt with is figuring out how much of that crap is in this well. Yeah, we have to clean the well out. Yeah. Um. Start carrying bodies. To where? Um. I mean, are we or are we going to recruit people to do this? I think we got people for this, right? We the can five get some of you are already kind of cozy on the barge. You're not going to fit the five of you in seven dead ghouls on the barge, unfortunately. Fair. We should take the bodies you outside You should have brought them. two barges. Did bring two barges. No, we, we did not. We didn't bring two barges. Oh, that's right, we didn't. Boy, if only, right? Right? <laughs> Dara well, tried, guys. <laughs> shouldn't, isn't the procedure with ghouls to burn bodies into ash anyway? Biller sure. would know that that is a folktale. Ghouls oh. die when they are killed, <laughs> as well as pretty much anything else that you well, can They die long before sword. they're killed. Yeah. Shut up. Is her and armor... burning the bodies doesn't really provide anything particular. Is what's left of her armor worth anything? No, it is you... very much garbage. Okay. So just the symbol she had in her hand. Right. It's the only thing you can gather from this group of ghouls here. <laughs> And uh, Baylor, knowing that this uh, symbol is something so old uh, from a god from before Erodin's fall, it's possible that this symbol itself, like this physical symbol, dates back to those times, which would make it worth way more as an antique than Nell thinks it's worth because it's made of silver and agate. Mm-hmm. So we need to go find an antiques dealer in Lothidar, or possibly even the Count himself. 
How much do I think it's worth? With a 25, you think it's worth about 10 times what you rolled. 2,500. See, mm. 10, 10 times what you rolled. I'll keep that to myself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I mean, respect I it. Don't know, I don't know how much... Um, how long he's actually been around, but I, I wonder, does Yarn have any information on this thing? Or does he just not care to tell me if he what does? Do you think I know about gods, girl? I'm I still don't even know how old you are. You might have been around thousands of years for all I know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well, I guess not. I don't, know no I don't know nothing about this Erosni. I barely know anything about Erodin in the first place. Religion's never been a forte of mine. It's hard to pray without hands. <laughs> Was that a joke? I'm not entirely sure, but it might have been. You're the one swinging me. My whole life's a joke. <laughs> I'm a bird! It's so there's hot another one right for you. The, the, the worst part about this telepathy is we don't hear you don't the bird. Hear this. <laughs> No, you just, you just see Nori just standing there all of a sudden. Damn it! <laughs> and then just looking around weirdly as you guys look at her. Uh, if you guys really want, I believe we could get this thing going to full capacity given the time for me to oversee it. I mean, if it could be done, it Did would you... be a great boon. I don't want to dingus spoiler mode here, but I actually... You you didn't detect magic to stop room, right? <laughs> we didn't what? I thought we'd detect magic to everything. Yeah. You detect the magic of the dead things down below. Did you detect magic up here where all the dead stuff was? You know, just for safety's sake, I fell <laughs> into this room. Yeah, I like I, I, I didn't think you did, but I just had a thought like crap. Did they yeah. say I wasn't paying attention? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, it's not really a way around that. I, I would rather accidentally GM intervention you than screw you by someone said it and I wasn't thinking about it and didn't give it to you. So hey, someone cast tech magic. Hey. Up here in this room, and you get a small. Aura of, I have to Google every single one of them because I'm done guessing because it's never what I think it is. Transmutation. Uh, exactly faint abjuration, which is absolutely not what I would have guessed. Hey, Nell, go dig around in those bodies. See if there's anything <laughs> nice in there. Oh. Oh. He doesn't even know where it is. Where? What am I looking for? Why well, you gotta dig? <laughs> I don't know. A faint aura of abjuration. You have to tell me where to dig. <laughs> Baylor, you realize he's like a child, right? He's just going to go rummaging through. Yeah, I figured he'd do it anyway. I'm just pointing him in the right direction. I wasn't going to mess with the bodies. Now you're telling me to mess with the bodies, but you got to tell me where to mess with the bodies. I'm not touching bodies unless I ever... I need body-touching directions. <laughs> you see those bodies, touch them. That's what he... <laughs> Which ones? There's a lot of bodies. I don't know. Ask him. He's the one telling you. Baylor, where does he touch the bodies? Shall point him in the direction of the aura that I am sensing. That, that one right over there. 
At this point, you would probably, just for being around him, recognize the casting of Baylor's Detect Magic. Yeah. So you head over that direction, and you dig, and you make me a fortitude save, because you dig I was going to use my shield as a shovel. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll give you ingenuity points on that one. I'll give you a plus four for trying not to directly touch any of this (laughs) stuff, but I still need a fortitude save from you. Oh, no. I found it. You hate it's this to, disease you, pile right here. You hate to see it happen. Surprise! It's AIDS! Turn Turn down, you have oh. everyone just lost to the good side. He's dropped down to neutral. <laughs> I was never good. I was always neutral. Well, then you're evil now. Time. How about that? Definitely you lost an alignment evil. point for that. <laughs> so do you throw up? So oh. it's it's gross, and you're digging through dead bodies, but I mean... Yeah, otherwise, okay. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. Did I find it? But you do end up finding one thing that seems to have survived the days, months, years, decades, or centuries, perhaps, of being in this pile of trash. And it is a small silver ring set with a large rectangular purple amethyst uh, that's broader than the actual band itself and as the ring comes up to it it expands outward to frame both sides of the fairly oversized gem honestly but after a quick wipe off it seems to be in perfectly good shape unscratched even I'm just going to hand it, like, gore and all to Baylor. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to cast Prestidigitation on it, clean it off, and then take it. So I'm going to go out here to the water and rinse off my shield real quick. Fair enough, that is the canal water. It's less gross than the swamp water. And you're going to go rinse off your shield and hopefully your dirty hands. And Valor is once again going to drop us another cast of Detect Magic and try to identify this thing. Can I take 10 on Spellcraft? No, you have to roll it every time. And I'm going to stand here and wait for you to fail. Rules-wise, you can. But I'm with Jemmy. (laughs) At this point, (laughs) Valor's going to earn the right to take 10 on identifying items. I've I've identified the last several now. It's, it's literally fine. hardwired into your character at this point. He gets yeah, nervous mean, when you, I'm, I'm identifying stuff. Do you really want to take ten and pass up on the opportunity for me, Spiller? Do I really new. want to roll a hard one and we never figure out what this <laughs> item does? Yeah, yes. Just roll a one. So Absolutely. You rolling you one Are you remote. kidding me? Yeah, just play the statistics. You got and besides, I can Not look at it after because Noy likes pretty rings. Do you want to take ten and be a bitch, <laughs> or do you want to roll a spellcraft <laughs> check? Oh no! You just right. got called out. Got you see, that, that, was, that was your Throw. man card. Crap and identify tomorrow if this fails, so it doesn't matter. All right, roll it, boy. Do it. Here we go. Baylor, S oh, again twelve. That's two better than taking ten. So you are able to identify this as a ring of mind shielding which the abjuration enchantment doesn't protect your body it protects your thoughts 
Uh, if you wear this, you will be immune to detect thoughts and discern lies, as well as any attempt to determine your alignment, which the downside is if something is cast on you to determine your ali alignment, it's going to come back as not applicable, which immediately makes it obvious and, you're hiding it. But passive things like detect evil or detect good just won't pick you up. Interesting little ring. And you can't, ring. And you can't um, uh, tell if somebody's bluffing or lying. Well, it, it stops you. You're immune to the spell lies. discern lies. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a spell that uh you can cast that is they what is this one like let me look at the specifics of this they have to make a will save where you just know if they're lying is what that spell does and this makes you mm -hmm. immune to that so it just won't trigger and they'll think you're telling the truth no matter what you say it's a, it's a pretty like a good nice little like gold. decent ring it's worth a decent chunk of cash oleum we are trying to fix a uh pump it would sell for an amount of money that may or may not refurbish the pump house, but it's also pretty generally useful. You have to find a place to sell it in Murat, which would be tough to get full value for it. Have to go to Lothidar, I'm sure. I'm not even sure if Lothidar has a purchase limit that high. It can't be that high. Uh, it sells for 4000 Wow. Yeah, Lothidar don't It's a pretty good ring. High. It's a pretty good ring. Ring of my I mean, out of character, like, I'm, I'm fairly certain Lothadar can do that. <clears throat> yeah, you, you appraise it. I had to, I'd have to double check. I don't know what Lothadar's purchase limit is. If yeah, 4,000 is... no ring, and it just shields you from kind of... Shields you from the text thoughts, the certain lies, characters and... sneak into wherever they want to go. So Anzu the ring, he would have loved yes. to own. Anzu would have absolutely loved this ring. Yeah, it, lets, it would be great for him, but it also is... Also, things that, like, detect opponents psychically. You're shielded from that, too. Basically invisible, too. Or, I don't know, in an intrigue campaign, where the entire reason you're in Marat you have been lying about, if someone were to hypothetically <laughs> interrogate you magically on that, you'd be immune. I'm not actually lying about why I'm here. Oh, Kahina is there. The, the overarching goal, we're all liars, and we're all here. I'm so, here to so make I mean, a... F a uh, it is a ring that it makes sense to drop in an intrigue campaign. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm here, here to make here, a... By convenience, you want to do this thing, too, but what we're really here to do is the lie. Right. You're just a... It's just a bonus that you're On here wanting to... technicality, I think I could get away with using that as my excuse. The point it's not is... Lying. Not if they magically interrogate. You have a lie detector fooling thought reading immunity ring. That only one of us can wear. So if they're interrogating That only me... one of us do any Well, yeah, but spells like most actual interrogation spells are single target. Sounds a lot better to me like 4,000 gold. Yeah. I'd rather have the gold because the one in five chance they cast it on whichever one of us is wearing the ring is not... Likely the gold would the fix the pump house people. and throw the party. Mm. So there you go. You can get it sold, indeed. I tried to throw a party. It was a is, fight club, and nobody came. Oh, is uh, Lothadar <laughs> Lothadar capped? Can it buy it or no? Oh, I didn't actually look. Uh, let me actually. Does let that me party check. give it a plus one to all of our buying. things, or just yours? 
pretty sure he was just gonna give it to her. Okay. We get a plus one from the town liking us. Yeah. Lothadar yeah. is a small town, which means it would have either traveling merchants or a shop with enough gold to buy it. Okay. So that party thing, would that also give my persona phase a plus one? No, the persona phase is just for for her. She gets it as a persona okay. phase, but if you choose to invest the gold, you will also get the benefits of doing that. It was just a good segue because they go together real well. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the point oh. is, we have seemingly killed everything apparent in the pump house here. A bunch of ghouls and this, their queen. Found the neat ring. Found a little holy symbol. But beyond that, what are we doing, party? I suppose we are leaving. Uh, I noticed the hallway uh, when we first came in, going directly north, that I did not look. Did anybody else look in that hallway? That would just lead to I, another exit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, w- I walked out here and took a look just from the stairs, and it just looked like it goes directly Yeah, it's another staircase that just leads oh, right on top okay. of the berm. You could just poke your head out that door when you're when you're walking by. I mean, you'd see the sun coming in from out there anyway. I'm actually going to take us off this map because uh, there are no more. I don't believe oh. anything else we need this map for. Yeah, probably worth mentioning. I walked around while everyone was looking at stuff. I would have found nothing, so. Yeah, the point, even if you want to do other things there, I don't think we need to have the map up anymore. Nope. I said we go back so. to town. Tell them we have cleared the pump house and we are uh, we are going to go make arrangements for supplies sound, uh, to fix it. Like a successful day. What do we end up doing with the ring? We just keep it to go pawn it. I am leaning towards selling it, yes. Me too. So you get back in the barge and go the majority of a mile another way back into stockies and that's the majority of your morning and into the afternoon but with only half the day down that was a pretty successful start to any young adventuring party's day clearing out the pump house of the ghoul infestation that was in there so that it can be properly repaired and that water can be restored and that more importantly the swamp can be drained because that's what we really need and uh to drain I, the swamp to drain <laughs> the swamp <laughs> We're here to drain the swamp. I did misspeak. The actual plumbing and the water, like running water coming to Stockies, is going to take a full restore of the thing. The pump working drains the swamp. Alright. The thing fully repaired gets. Yeah, that's what we need to do then. But draining the swamp is still, for a farming community that has lost a ton of lands to an encroaching fog that shouldn't be there, a huge benefit. Possibly better than actually having running water. But you would need to... I mean, doing the full restore is going to include, of course, repairing the pump. Mm-hmm. So you gotta start there either way. So as you arrive back in Stockies, and I would imagine head into Piscom's Tavern to share the news, the fantastic news, of what we have done here, and let her know that you actually have the opportunity to get the pump house working again, and along she with the mill, she was super about that, and Anora is going to be very happy to hear this. But what are we thinking with the rest of the day? Because that's 
it's really only the afternoon, but you're still here in Stockies, and there's... Oh. On the way back, I'm definitely going to point out to Nell and Inori that I am concerned about the various things that bit the two of them. It would not be uncommon knowledge that ghouls carry a very Ghoul strong fever. fever. And Otug also carry also diseases. Gross monsters, so... So maybe a good idea would be go to Lothidar to sell the ring and to have them both checked out again? We also have the bracers we never sold. Hey, you just sold the bracers too. You've actually got a couple things to offload, mm -hmm. offload Lothidar, which will make you a decent amount of coin if you do sell those and the ring. That gives you a pretty good amount of startup for Stocky's improvements. Lothidar, anyone? Well, it's the afternoon now, so you could leave now, but you're not going to be able to get to Lothidar for another day. Doesn't really make a difference whether you leave now or in the morning, because you just don't have enough hours, unless you just don't want to sleep tonight and arrive in the morning. I mean, you could do that, but I don't personally see why you would, but it is an option. I would also like to spend some time in Lothidar. So we'll go in the morning. Sounds like a plan. So you have the rest of the afternoon here in town. Uh, just we'll seeing the progress, seeing what is happening to Stockies and how things are coming along. With the mill repaired, the farms repaired, work starting to be done on the roads. And now the pump house cleared out and ready to be repaired. It just has to be done. Stockies has come a really, really long way in what is seriously like, I think, two weeks of actual time that you have just been going hard on readying all of this up as as well as you can and putting as much effort as possible into trying to bring this town back to fruition and you've been doing a fantastic job so you have an afternoon in stock is probably either back at your own estate or in Honora's tavern just hanging out and if any of you guys want to spend that time to as a group elect somebody to be the diplomacy roller to see if we can get a rumor possibly get some more leads on things in Marat that might need doing so just everyone roll assists well I mean can we go ahead and roll it because I you... believe Kahina has something for this I do in fact I have a I have a feat Okay. A spell. A spell, excuse me, not a feat, a, a spell. spell. Oh, is this uh, Ears of the City or whatever? No, I have that, but I don't have it prepared. Oh, okay. What's but Kahina I believe got? Kahina has a spell. Okay. Four. This one. thought you had a spell. Uh, I don't know that I do. Unless it's... I have the signature skill. Um, I mean, there. it's like DC 15. Ah, yes, you honey words. Check. Mm. Okay. If, uh, alternatively, you can cast this spell before making a diplomacy check to gather information, gaining a plus five competence bonus to the check. Can you fail a DC 15 with that spell on? No. 
then guess who gets a rumor? It's you guys. <laughs> yeah, if you got honey Did you words... fail it with it off? No. <laughs> Fair? Well, you're getting a rumor then for sure. So as you're hanging out in Honora's Tavern, uh, just talking to the people and picking up the local gossip, you hear a name that one of the commoners is talking about as he had just come back uh, with word from Pensaris. A name you've heard before. The Night Swan. Swan. Oh, they say the Night Swan struck a trade convoy coming in all out west from Casimir. They say he robs the rich and gives the poor, but... The trade caravans heading out here. The, the backwoods in Marat. That sound like it's helping the poor to me. No one shipping out here is doing it. Entirely for their own good. And hitting transports like that's hurting us more than it is the merchant sending them. That sounds like Galton propaganda to me. Can, I mean, can you even imagine the concept of a bandit giving away money? No, I cannot. That's what I said. It's crap. This night's one's just a brigand. We don't even right know if it's one brigand so much as the name they've put on... All the woes that have befallen this county for years. You lot ought to put a stop to them. I mean, it certainly would be something I would be interested to look into, especially if what they're doing will affect trade that will come to Stockies once we have the roads fixed. And, uh, Nora, this is gonna be happening here, Tavern speaks up. What the doings already affecting trade? I mean,. Hitting caravans coming in from the west? Oh, we rely on supplies from the coast. We, we only got our own farms out here. We can't bring everything for ourselves. We stone. We can only get so much wood. And with, with Lothadar getting bigger and needing support, Murat don't even grow enough crop to feed all its own people. If he's hitting trade caravans, whoever he is, that that's got to stop. Hmm. But... I feel like that's more the Count's responsibility, much less uh, you guys. I mean, he ain't bothered Stockus none. Well, if we come across anything that could assist in fixing this problem, not going to avoid it. And the, there uh, seems to be many problems that Count Bartleby has looked over, and they seem to be turning into large problems where they were once small problems. And the, the dude again slams his mug on the counter and says, From the mouth of the babe himself! It's what I've been saying. Even the Tribune of the town agrees with us. The Count's useless! The Count has his place, but I feel like I, I do tend to agree with you. I think he has let some problems go for far too long. Just hoping that the Tribunes will take up for it. And if we have to do what we have to do to make sure that you... You lot are safe. We shall do it. Eyes of places. Places in the damn stocks. And Nora just kind of shrugs. Uh, I mean, I don't right know if I can technically agree with him. You know, as I was acting tribune and all, but Spades a spade. Well, we, we will take 
Go we ahead, actually, dear husband. Yeah. We have actually been warmed off uh, trying to deal with these problems and been told to leave them to Bartleby, but I wonder if this is the best course of action. It does not seem that this is an effective way of building our community. What drives me crazy is the Night Swan's a bigger pain in his rear end than it is any of ours. You'd think he'd be motivated to deal with it. I mean, you saw what happened at the Jubilee. And almost than, died. Unless the Night Swan is just a fictional character. I mean, what I'll if... give the Count a lot of credit for putting up with things. and He's a strong man and all, but I don't pick him as a sort who's going to take a crossbow bolt to the chest to prove a point. With a name like this that just seems to come and go, where does one even start trying to stop him? I do or suppose her. that's the problem. I'm going to figure out how to even find the man. Or woman. Or well, we could always or whatever. Figure, figure out some kind of... Um... I don't know if their attacks are random or if they're they're hitting these caravans, but we could always set traps. We could be in one of these caravans if we can figure out which one they're going to go after is the thing. Well, this or... whole rumor of the Robin from the Rich stems out from the fact that the Night Swan seems to attack the nobility around here. I mean, I was we just kind of assumed that was because that's where the money lives. Are you talking about using your husband as bait? I'm talking about using several of us as bait. I had, I had previously worried about that. As the newcomers in town, and we are throwing money around fairly easily, I had worried about that before. Maybe getting an unwelcome surprise. Well, Maybe really it's time we take the carriage for a ride, dear. <clears throat> horses are more, horses are preferable because they are faster. But if we want to lure a night swan out, maybe we dress festively and make our way to Lothidar and see if we can't uh, happen upon a chance to meet them. We have to we head up there anyways. in the morning, see what you can find, but this seems like a, a big reach to me. Uh, you're taking a big risk. I mean, the night swan's a pain, don't get me wrong, but it's also very solidly and not in your problem town. And where I come from, I ain't looking to reach a whole lot in the business that ain't mine. We don't want to make this our problem. Uh, all we end up doing is pissing her off. What happens well, to Stackers? We are, we are not pissing her off, but taking a carriage ride. He has a point, though. I mean, at the end of the day, we have bigger fish to fry here. And if it's not a direct threat to what we're doing, then really, who cares? Yeah. Well, why don't we get through the harvest first? Let's worry about doing that, and then maybe we can go night swan hunting. I mean, regardless, we we happen to be going that way, so why not just take the chance? Well, if you want to stay around for the harvest, you have to be able to take the carriage up to Lothiar Tell afterwards, because that's... Yeah, after the harvest, but if we're going, I mean... No harm in seeing what we can catch. I mean, I'm far from telling you how to do what you've done. You've done more good for this town than anyone ever has. Now, clearing out that pump house, as soon as we can get any sort of repairs going in there, we can get this damn swamp drained. That's going to do us more good than the mill and the roads and 
I need that all combined. We need well, that land. going day. to take a trip to Lothidar for to do that. We could just take the horses for that, and that way also, uh, Enora, we will have the money to throw a proper harvest festival. Even with the horse, Lothidar's a nearly a day trip. And I want to put that all off till after the harvest. And it's not like we're going to get farms in order by the time we replant anyway. Mm. Once we do drain the swamp, uh, would it be possible to sanction off a portion of this for grapes and hops? I mean, I'm being a farmer, but I don't see why no, just not. Just like if I wanted to pay someone for a portion of their land to grow these things for me. I, you're the Tribune land. You can take whatever land you want. I'm a businessman. I'm not the Tribune. We also just opened up quite a bit more farmland that wasn't unused. So we'll probably have more room than we even have crops to fill. Fair. You ain't wrong. There'll be more than enough space for everyone. Saki's gonna have room to grow, that's for sure. So just like looking at the the main map of things this gives stockies a massive chunk of land that was previously uninhabitable right yes because let's head back over to uh oops i had i just moved myself now you guys oops, wrong head button. back over to maptopia this is largely going to be gone this this entire that is the bog yeah it's supposed it's going to, be to take a time river. That just comes yeah, it's from supposed here to, to just there. be the Stockis Spur, and this other river was what came out of the uh, out of the spring. But given enough time, since the pump diverts all of the water down the canal, even most of this will be gone. Most of these tributaries. Uh, but there is another spring that sources these further down, but they will be much smaller. Even most of this down here. This is all fairly recent from the, within the last decade from the pump house being non-functional. So, so it's going to give south of us will go from being small rivers to like brooks and creeks. Exactly. It's going okay. to give you a ton of usable land stockists didn't have previously. Cool. So if we go and sell the ring and get, if we get and some other stuff, we should have enough money to fix the pump house um throw the party and buy the stone that we need to so the domovoy can fix the fence and stuff outside and finish up the outside of the house correct I don't know if the party should be as much of a priority as things like the bridge well okay then Maybe um, we'll hold off on the party then and do the bridge and the... Now, what we could do instead of a party is we could take a smaller portion of gold and put that into the community through something smaller, like just a, a feast for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, we could do that. It well, won't we be could pay lunch. ourselves for a change. It's been a minute, right? Was the last time we got paid for all this work? Uh, how I'm under if I can. But that last night, because I brought us honey, chocolate, uh, very expensive ale. Like, yeah, that, was I, all I, us, 
That was not. That was a that was a business visit. Business dinner. That was a business dinner. That was all expense. That's a tax write off. Yeah. We could go. We could there. You want to get paid? We'll go and visit Baron O'Care and let him put us up for a night and give us expensive stuff. How much Actually, warning do I have to give Okara to go over there, even if it was just me and talk about the canal, and maybe we don't have to spend all the time. If you just want an audience, like if you just want to ride over there and have an audience and you don't even plan on staying with them, you just a day's notice usually is how it goes. But Listen. I mean usually it's just a couple days notice when you want to go stay with the noble. Another hey, there's so no like hard to go to fast Lucidar, I, I can go up to Baron Okara and talk to him about the canal. Another thing that I do want to bring up, um, getting the brewery and whatnot set up, while it does stand to make me money, that at the at the start until we're set to go is money for us. If we get that up and running, that is a constant profit for both our city and ourselves. It's also going to take a pretty good amount of money to get it going. Yeah. This ring is a pretty good amount of money. The ring is a pretty good amount of money. So I'm not saying we should, but if we can, it's not a bad idea. It is a constant source of income. And we do get the land. The land is freeing up. And then the head banker did tell you that, you know, we can claim whatever kind of land we want because, you know, mm -hmm. there hasn't been a whole lot of record keeping. And there's no longer any need to ride to Lothadar for record keeping, seeing as we'll have our own branch. We'll have our own cleric soon. So maybe if, uh, since I actually have to go talk to uh, the Archbanker about that, maybe someone else should go talk to Baron O'Kara about the. That'd be a good job for either Regardless, myself, you know. That's all things that are going to happen after the harvest. So, okay. is there anything else you guys want to do now? Other yes. than sleep? I, 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 I'm still concerned about the two with all the bite marks. <laughs> but what do you want to do with them? I, mean, I, mean, I don't have any bite marks. I got healed. Yeah. I've been bitten by worse things. Come on. You're worrying too much. You're also a wizard. You also had filth fever. This. Uh, this is true, <laughs> so but I, I feel great, right? I feel great. Yeah, so did you immediately after getting bit by the rats, and not so much two days later. We can go and get looked at if it'll put your mind at ease. I don't want to see you start getting all teary-eyed on me. But how, though, is the question, because you only have, like, a day free. Because at this point, it'd be late afternoon, and uh, as you leave the tavern, it'll be day passing the night, so you... Just I still have started. an anti-plague. So if I don't feel good in the morning, I'm going to chug that. But for now, I'm going to go spend the rest of my day repainting my shield in a... Not Utropia. No. No, I'm going to paint... Tepsinia. <laughs> I was thinking something like that, but I think I'm going to paint a visage of the Stockies... Uh, evening uh, skyline. That's <laughs> nice. He's and you should paint. Idea. You should paint a sign for the estate <laughs> that says that says Rostam instead of Bethany. 
Yeah, it I could also have like a sign. name sign, but yeah, you could mm-hmm. get one that says Ross, and that's also an option. So you, I mean, Beller, unless there's anything you, that that kind of sounds like that. Whoops, that kind of sounds like that for the current sickness dealing with. It's like, well, I mean, if, they're, if they're not listening to me, what am I I'm, supposed to do? I mean, you can look at me, but what are you gonna do? You don't uh, know. Like, I'm not what are you gonna, gonna do, wizard? You. Yeah, like, I'm not going to tell you don't look at me or anything, but at the same time, if there's nothing we can do about it now... I'm I, not a doctor, I'm not a cleric. No point we don't have the time to deal with it now, we can deal with it over the next few days when we start dying. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good For to me. now, it, it's not an issue, so let's just go about our business. So, Either it's an issue or it's not. You spend the rest of your evening working on that uh, repainting of your shield, and... The rest of you, with whatever it is that you do in stockies before you get ready to sleep, mm-hmm. because you've just got another day in town to blow before the harvest starts. And we're rolling dice. Oh, this is going to roll perform artistry, artistry for it. I guess you, you, your painting roll up, and there's an 18, so it's pretty good, pretty good quality skyline you can get going there. So you guys go to sleep, and you awaken the next morning. <laughs> At approximately dawn, as per usual, and now sick. I don't feel so good. You feel absolutely terrible. There's I don't feel so good, and there's you are down three con and three decks. Oh, fantastic! You feel no one listened to the like you are dying. (laughs) You actually feel like like death because you only have 10 con three con is a big hit for you it's some swine flu man that is like sars like you oh man you awaken much earlier than everyone else just in pain and miserable and feeling like moving takes all the effort you can muster in your body you actually feel like you're dying. We're level five right now, right? You are level five right now, yes. I have lost ten max health. So, upon so feeling bad in the morning, you get a brief. What did I just say from Baylor? Telosidar. <laughs> And I'm going to say, well, what did I say? And I'm going to chug my anti-plague and say, we need to make a quick trip to Lothadar. And that anti-plague is... Everything that tried to attack you yesterday carries horrible diseases. How's Anori feeling? I don't know why I'm looking to the bad news state. Yeah, Uh, Anori would be really paranoid right now if if she's feeling normal. Anori feels okay. Yeah, she would definitely be more concerned now and would look at Baylor... And then look at Nell and say, man, I told you, Nell, we should have went and got looked at. Yeah, so we're going to take horses to Lothadar because I don't want to feel like this anymore. Well, as you awaken, I mean, you, you uh, this is immediately in the morning and everyone, you wake up before everyone else. Or are you, are you actually waking everyone else? <laughs> Yeah. I feel sick like you said I would. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, before they went to bed last night, Kahina looked at uh, Darna and she's like, if he turns into a ghoul over the night, lock the door so he can't get in. <laughs> but you, uh, 
You're awakened by Nell desperately wanting to go to the hospital, also known as the Temple of Abadarth and Lothidar. And uh, that the plan, we got an hour for spell prep and whatnot. General uh, morning I'll, routines, I'll or is Nell like, I'm going to die, we got to go right now. I got to go to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah, while, while they prep their spells, me and... Uh... Uh, me and Dar are like slowly helping Nell down the stairs to the horse. Like it'll take us that long getting dressed and down there. Well, as you all start getting ready, uh, and as the magical sorts awaken and get ready to prepare their spells, and you have the, the ordeal of helping Nell, who probably doesn't take sickness terribly well, down the stairs, you hear a knock at the door. Very I'll get it. <laughs> firm and very authoritarian. No nonsense knocking. You, of course, being Kahina, the designated door opener. <laughs> the face. The Looking all pretty. Is it Bubo? It is not Bubo. Oh. You ain't coming to our home. Are you guys crazy? <laughs> hey, guys. No. No, you oh, man, he would do that. He Clear would. would. He, he wouldn't know where we... Would. No, I guess he could probably ask It's not it. hard to find. Where are the nobles and stockies live? Where are the dreamers and stockies? Um, oh, is it that big house up on the hill? <laughs> <laughs> the one that looks like I want to rob it? Yeah, there. As you uh, open the door, Kahina, you are met by Sir Gusern. Gusern! Three armed and armored soldiers behind him. Oh. He has his crossbow slung across his back. And his hands folded his waist. He's open the door, he nods. Sir Gerson, how nice to see you. Lady Abendego, it was. Yes. Where is your Lady husband? Rostam. Lady Rostam, yeah, you have been Lady Rostam. Lady Rostam, it was. Uh, where is your husband? Uh, we are currently helping Sir Stalwart down the stairs, he was bit by a nasty ghast yesterday as we were clearing out our pump house. We're taking him to Lothidar to the Church of Abadar to be seen and cured. Hold on, uh, just won't you come in? I'll, I'll fetch him immediately. I will wait here, but please, it is important. Okay. Dara! She's going to run in and be she's like, Gerson's at the door with the bunch of soldiers! <laughs> He wants to talk to you. <laughs> so I was like, hmm. Come okay. on. Okay, Nell, let's go. Let's pour you onto a Nori's couch while we wait. I'll just, like, him. drop Nell. We drop him <laughs> on the couch. Well, I mean, Khan doesn't make me fall because no, I've got it's good just, strength. You're, like, super fatigued, basically. Yeah. Okay. He just feels like butt. So, if I Dara lost three strength, I might fall. Makes his way to the door. Sir Gusern, what, uh, is there some problem? I do certainly hope not, but there is some cause for concern, Sir Rostam. I've heard some interesting things about the way you have settled into your tributary here in Stockies, and I just wanted to make sure matters were clear. Well, if this is about the uh, beggar wood bandits, we had actually previously talked to Okera after they had come by, and now we know that they are not welcome. It is true then, I assume. I had not stopped in Pensaris for word, but I rode through the night to make sure I would 
arrived here before you had departed anywhere. You had offered these Beggarwood bandits employment. Uh, yes, I was surprised that you had not said anything when we were at the gala, since O'Kara seemed to suggest that it was very important to the whole community. Perhaps, though, Baron O'Kara indeed should have prepared you better for your situation, but this concern is above him, I'm afraid. The Count himself has decreed those who reside inside the Beggarwood, this troop of bandits, to be outlaws to the county. So any interaction with them, or any harbor or asylum sheltered, uh, offered to them, falls directly under his jurisdiction. Am I clear? You are very clear. We have not been harboring any beggar wooden bandits here. Would you like, uh, you know, we have been getting rid of many pests around here. And I've heard you have had quite a bit of trouble with them. And I've heard stories of the Black Swan. Do you need... Would it interest you for any assistance from... Maybe... I don't mean to offend, but... From very uh, brave and more, very experienced fighters. The Count appreciates your offer, of course, but matters of the Beggarwood and the attacks from this alleged Night Swan will fall to him and he will deal with them as he sees necessary. They already have investigations undertaken to whoever this person is. Of course, after the events at the Jubilee, we take this character, whoever they may be, very seriously. But this is not the main purpose for my visit. Uh, I had something else that it was brought to my attention. Is Lady Dentho present? Uh, yes. Can you fetch her for me? I'll need both of you. Uh, sure. <laughs> so you uh, head back inside and you get... Would I be close enough to, like, be listening to all this? Well, this is, like, happening on the porch. She declined to come inside, so you Ooh, are... Yeah, like, would, because we were on the way out, would I be, like, close enough to the front yeah, door to you, hear this? You're still going out the door after Gusarin is there, and Dara got called, and now he's come back in for an ori. That's, that's on you. But they're outside the porch, and I would imagine, maybe. And if you wanted to try to follow and listen in... I mean, Kahina, Kahina would definitely be like, we can act like we're going to go put you on a horsey. Let's go! Because, I mean, regardless of him being there, the plan is, I feel like crap, I want to go to the doctor. Yeah, he's yes. not here for you. You can go. You can literally walk past him and leave. He won't stop you. He won't stop you. He won't stop Kahina. Uh, he yeah. won't even stop Baylor. He's here <laughs> for... Okay. We can very slowly move. <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm feel a... good. We're gonna waddle. Yeah, We're gonna waddle, very. <laughs> and you might even have to take a rest. Yep. Yeah, it's like, I have been informed, and my condolences to your situation. I believe the Lady Peril in the Temple of Abadar and Lothidar will be able to have you in shape very quickly. She is skilled at her craft. I would imagine, like, wobbly leg from losing all the decks and stuff. Just, like, he looks like a mess. But you guys hobble on by. <laughs> Who always hobbling past? Uh, Kahina helping him in. Come on, Nell. One foot in front of the other. We're almost there. So now we need to get to the horses. St stop then... here a minute. I'll go fetch the horses. <laughs> Dara. Yes. Why don't you gets... take a seat? 
I will go bring a horse to Inori, you. Inori, the one who is not ser- terribly interested in whatever's happening here, and brings her to the door. Uh, I'm assuming you would follow her and do Serenet's request of you. Yep. Unless the two of you arrive. I would nod again. Greetings, Lady Dent, though. Sir Gasserin, what can I do for you? Well, I have a simple question pertaining to the safety of the county and your loyalty to the count itself, Baron, or Count Bartleby Lothied. Now, I know you are recent here in your whatever role it is that Sarostam is having you fill, but I understand you joined him on a visit to Dame Crab's estate in Moost recently. Is that true? Yes, we were there. And he reaches down into a pocket and pulls out a small scroll of paper and unrolls it. And uh, start, it just looks like a note. He looks at it. Says, I have heard an interesting rumor that came out from Moost that I needed you to confirm or deny. And then, depending on your answer, I will need to possibly question Sarostam further. I have a report that one of these servants left in Dame Crab's estate after she had left to travel to Lothidar had heard something rather interesting from you. From me in particular. From you in particular, as I understand. I do say a lot of interesting things, Sir Gusserin. And he holds the paper up in front of him. A quote from the report. He had a concern about the motives of Eutropia. I mean, why were we picked? Now, Lady Dent, though. And he raises his other hand. And casts a spell on you. Did you say this? And uh, if you're not going to do... What did he cast on me? Are you... Spellcraft. Yeah, Spellcraft to see if he can figure out what what he cast. As a hard 20, so you got a 29. He cast Discern Lies. Where's that ring? Now, I mean, again, statistically speaking, why would Anori have put on the ring? Like, it wouldn't have helped. She did comment about she liked the way it looked. You do get a will save against this. Okay. But, as all spells, even if you successfully save, he will know the spell had no effect. Okay, I'm still gonna try. And with a 19, I believe you successfully save? But I had to double check because he's not, this isn't a regular spell for him, this is a class ability, so it's DC. It is weird. Uh, let me see what his DC on his... Gotta love those spell likes. Yeah, it's a or whatever spell-like. it is. Okay, no, it is still just normal discern lies. Because I mean, 19's on the. I gotta look up and see if you made it, because that's gonna be close. Hi. DC for that. It probably makes it. Yeah, that, that would make it. Okay. So you uh you feel this spell, and you you 
make the spellcraft check. You know he casts discern lies. And he, as he stares into you, his eyes seem to almost sharpen, and he looks through you. And you can feel his gaze try to penetrate into your mind. And you focus, and you force it out. Um, okay, with with that, and forcing it out, uh, obviously I'm gonna... Would it, would it be a bluff if I acted like I didn't remember. That would be a, a bluff, yeah. <laughs> question. If you don't actually remember, are you bluffing? That's what my question kind of was, but he, I mean, it makes if sense. You, that's like, a legit question. Like, if you don't remember, are you actually lying? But I, but I, I have no clue this ever was said. Like, if, he, if he had asked me this, I'd be like, I, I have no clue, but like... I did bring it up to the party after... Uh, I spent, I like, two hours going through the VOD to get the verbatim <laughs> of what he said. To see if it was said here in private or... Or, for, or where it was said sure it wasn't said telepathic, it in Dan right? Crab's estate in her guest room. See, I, I told you, you we to need to start warding stuff when we you go You said that well. to the party out loud. Okay, that's I, I thought so, but... Uh, all right, so I'm... So you, I'm, if you want to bluff... You are going to need to bluff past Sugu Saren's sense motive. And and that's fine, but I mean, even if he doesn't believe me, the spell didn't work, and I it know did. it didn't work, and he, he knows it didn't work. He knows it didn't work, right. So even if he doesn't believe me, uh, I don't know what, how, what could happen after this, so well. I guess we're just going to try to roll another 20. Um, and I'm going to attempt to bluff, and uh, I'm going to say, well, you know, that was a really long day. We had a lot to drink. Uh, I can't imagine I would say anything like that. It's kind of like, sounds like nonsense to me if I'm being honest with you. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't sound like me at all, really. And then uh, that's my bluff. Roll me that bluff check. That is a 10. <gasps> interesting response but understandable it is quite the curious statement i find and he rolls the paper back up and puts it back in his pocket so so i suppose the second question more or less asks itself what did you mean by that lady dentho i have shaken off my magic so i'll not bother casting it again Wait, what did he say? And he said, he's shaken off my magic, so I'll not bother casting it again. It doesn't... How could I have any meaning, Sugersan, of... You know, as a matter of fact, I don't like you showing up here with just immediately to start throwing this at me. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna... I just... <laughs> no, I mean, that, no, no, hold on. Like... <laughs> I'm just... here on the authority of Count Bartleby Lothied, pursuing whispers of sedition in his county. This is a matter of security, you understand. And we take this, and I take this, very seriously. Of now, course. I, I mean, I completely understand mean? that, but how can I attest to the meaning of something I, I never said? Um, and Alcarin, what... What exactly was said again? 
And he turns to Dara. So, Sarastam. I believe you would have been present at the time to hear this. He goes the paper again. I'll not misquote. He had a concern about the, or the motives of Eutropia. I mean, why were we picked? He looks at you and raises his hand again and casts a spell, the same spell, on you. You have no idea this was discerned lies, but it's the same thing that he tried to cast on Inori a moment ago. Okay, right, so do I Chosen for what, Sir Rostam? And make a will save. I rolled a lot. I rolled a lot. And ended up on a nine. So let me see. Is this you can't lie or he knows if you're lying? You, sure uh, as he, okay, yeah. As he stares at you as well and you feel this gaze bore into you, you can feel Gusarin's presence on your mind. If you lie to him, he will know. Okay. Uh, let me think of that. Uh, we were uh, discussing why we had come together in going through. No. Okay. So we had. Uh, we were discussing why we had come together. Why we, as a group, made such a good group, and why we out of everyone in the world, ended up seemingly picked. Like, it seemed to be almost too good how we worked together. And so, I we had, feel had as been if you previously discussing- understand my question. Now, I may be interpreting this statement incorrectly, or perhaps Miss Dentho has a different understanding of the Talden tongue than I. But such a statement sounds to me as if it was a more literal reference. As if the Lady Eutropia had selected the group of you for some task or role. We'll ask again, for what? Uh. <laughs> I did that wrong! <laughs> <laughs> You tried. You tried. Stop it. Stop it, but you tried. Um. Uh. I was kind of hoping I could make that will save. You did not um, make the will save. That, so. The face is teaching the bounty hunter how to lie. Um. <laughs> and you still feel this presence. There's a lot of thought, Sir Rostam. I am literally going to drop a thunderstone out of my bag and make it look like an action. <laughs> <laughs> Give Dara some time. Oh, I dropped this thing. Oh. So you, you, you literally fall like start digging down your bag. And some of the soldiers kind of glancey and reach for their weapons, and you pull out a thunderstone and drop it on the ground, and it erupts. And Sergisar looks away, and you feel the magic <laughs> leave you immediately, as the uh, the spell breaks off, and it yes. just blows up. And both of you guys make fortitude saves. 
Did I just <laughs> accidentally? Oh man. Okay. I was. My book is a deference. You're right next to it, so fuck me to make four to two. I mean, six. hearing this, I'm gonna come running. Yeah, you hear a thunderstone go off on your porch. <laughs> wow, two twenties. All right, you're both okay. What does Gusan get? I hold. Gusan is also okay. But this goes off, and he covers his ears, and the soldiers in the back are, like, covering their ears and, like, reeling, and one of them just kneels down and covers his head, sorry. and they're all groaning. I am so sorry, guys. I have so much stuff in this bag. It's hard to keep it all in line. I apologize so much. I he apologize. looks furious, and make me a bluff check. <laughs> oh, Nori. A bluff on dropping something? Make it look bluff a... Bluff or slide ahead. Take your pick. Oh, bluff or apologizing? Yeah, bluff or sleight of hand, whichever you'd rather do for that. <laughs> to me, either make it look more like an accent or to apologize. Man. Being the face is hard. <laughs> That's a 17. That's not bad. Roll his, uh, sense motivator. <laughs> the face is out getting a horse. <laughs> he looks back at you. Furious. Rest assured, distractions aside, if you are here for any reason beyond what you have disclosed to myself or the Count, we will know. Rot has ears, Sir Rostam. I hear everything that is said within my county. Remember that. For now, as there is no hard evidence beyond hearsay and interesting rumors, I'm going to be leaving Sir Galatius and Stockies to keep an eye on you. And one of the, the soldiers still with his helmet in his hands just kind of looks up and shakes his head and puts his arms down to his side, then nods. Aye, sir! I'll actually I'll speak up with this. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to like. <laughs> is he? Is he a good fighter? We've had a lot of trouble over the last few days. He's not here to fight, and he's not particularly interested in whatever adventures you find yourselves on out in the woods or the swamps. But he will be tagging along for any meetings you have with other nobles. Or anywhere you go inside the town of Stockies. Or report directly to me. If I have any reason to believe anything illicit is happening here. Make no mistake, it will return. Do you understand? Sir Rostam? Ah, uh, yes, I understand. Yeah, that wasn't directed at me. <laughs> and he nods. I wish you a pleasant day, Tribune. Uh, to you as well. He turns around and makes his way uh, back down to his horses with his two guides, uh, up leaving the third the third soldier there, still just kind of standing there. And uh, as they mount up and prepare to ride off, the third soldier lieutenant takes a step forward up onto the porch and nods to you. Sir Austin, this need not be difficult. I'm simply here on behalf of 
the Count Seneschal. Now, uh, where will you be traveling today, if anywhere? And I will need your itinerary. Uh, well, several, several, uh, several of us will be traveling to Lothidar to get uh, medical checkups. Uh, and I was thinking about traveling to see uh, uh, Okera. I'm afraid you'll need to remain here, as there is a second part to the Seneschal's visit. It's not all negative. Uh, truth be told, we've no evidence, and the hearsay of servants is far from enough to indict a tribune such as yourself, much less the relative of the late Lady Bethany. However, the Count understandably saw concern with this and I believe you will actually appreciate this we have also brought you an opportunity to get back into his good favor and what would that be uh, back down in town near in the tavern with another pair of soldiers is a man by the name of Portimer I believe he resides here he is under your rule uh Probably. <laughs> and he, uh, he reaches out and just claps an armored hand on your shoulder and says, No need to be so concerned, Sir Austin. This is good for you and good for stockies. We'll put you back on the Count's good graces. Uh, this Portimer was found poaching on the Count's lands, but as he does belong to your town, you'll have to sentence him. Quick, easy, and simple. The penalty is death. Sound good? Uh and when would we have to... When is this trial going on? This will be need to dealt with as soon as possible. So this morning or afternoon, if you truly must delay until then. I'll make my way back down to the tavern to watch over him. But again, see this as an opportunity. Show the Count that you can enact the letter of the law. Your Baron will appreciate it as well. He's a good man. It's about this time, has Kahina made it back yet to hear any of this? This is on the porch, so yeah, you would definitely yeah. uh, hear this. And... Uh, was he caught by soldiers poaching, like, while he was doing it, or... I'm confused. The pair down with him at the tavern are the guards who had caught him on the Count's private land, yes. Uh, caught him red-handed with the dead deer. Case open and shut. Very simple. Easy way to earn points with the Count. But, right. any further information we can discuss at the trial, however you choose to run it, uh, your previous honorary tribune, Lady Pyscom, has informed me you run them out of her tavern for now. Yes, our, uh, our large house. Like is, uh, our, the town is still under construction. We, know, we do not have a common uh, house to of course. have such trials yet. I'm far from believing random rumors from servant peasants, like I said. So we'll see you in town and we can get this cleared up forthwith. I'm sure nothing more will come up this visit. Have no fear. You do do I a good have job, to stay so in town? Can he <laughs> just over here retching uh, again. <laughs> no, you are free to go. We'll only need the Tribune present. And whoever wishes to preside with him. Anyway, have a fine afternoon. We'll see you at the trial. See you there. About this time, after he's long so, out of yeah. earshot, <laughs> I'm just going to look at Inori and be like, Really? Really? At that, she's like turns away from the door, closed, and then she's literally gonna flip a table 
and just start cussing and she's throwing stuff. All what right. Do you mean, really? I bring something to attention. We're just having a conversation. It's not my Yes, fault. but we're in the snake's den. Every we can't even if they're our friends at this point. This is a nobles game. You can tr not trust anyone, and not necessarily the nobles, but the people who work for them. That don't do you lecture me, Kahina. You don't know anything about this. I was just I, trying to express. I my don't know how to deal uh, to act around nobles and their servants. It was raised in this. But what we have I didn't here, anybody was talking. What we have here, my friends, is a pretty solid drop for next week to figure out how the party can deal with this how you guys are going to deal with this trial and what the hell are we gonna do with circus do with circus hair <laughs> where is that ring again please don't tell it <laughs> yeah we might not want to tell it <laughs>